Ooh, I better calm down because I'm about to fire Tex and I'm going to start that Tex <laughs> with uh, this is not Jaden's dad. This is Jaden. I'm tamed. Welcome back. Uh, today we got uh, Todd over here. He's stepbrother. You know, been been around for a while. Big fan of the show. Big so, fan of the show. So, yeah, that's positive. And also, if you want to see, you know, Ugly Mugs anywhere on YouTube, TikTok, watch our reactions um yeah go ahead and click on some links find us anywhere also if you want to donate you know we got patreon up helps keep this podcast rolling we keep the laughs everything like that so any questions or topics we're working on kind of a discord maybe pop those in but also you can drop an email all links are posted so that being said bd what's up what you got today we got toddler here, so we have a good one. Well, first off, toddler, nice to chat with you again. It's been it's a long time. It's been a long time. We got to work together for a long time. Know you pretty good. Yeah, you guys right. know each other pretty good, huh? I yeah. I never realized we, that. Like, I know, know you've been around forever, well. but you know, like, I don't. Uh, know. I got to know Todd pretty good. Yeah, we went on quite a few jumps together. Where shit, we stayed up all night <laughs> drinking, forgetting to eat. Oh my goodness. It got <laughs> ugly out there, didn't it? It did get ugly out there. I'll, I'll tell you what, every morning when I woke up and I saw like at least 14 beer cans in my sink, I was like, shit. Todd came over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit, it got so ugly, I cut my own hair in PD's room. What? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Did you come in from the mayor from Whoville on the Grange and just buzz straight down the middle? <laughs> Not the reverse mohawk. No, no, I tried haircut. to give myself a comb over. <laughs> I just told him to over. come over. I, I was like, "Hey, Todd, come over." And he's like, "Oh, you want me to cut me a comb over? Okay, yeah, please." You got buzzers? Uh, I think there's some scissors here, but legit, I got the pictures to prove it. That, that shit happened, wow, man. <laughs> you should probably delete those. Yeah. Uh, how about when you made Joe lose all that money betting? Dude, I'm just like, hey, let's oh go to the casino. Gosh. None of y'all wanted to go. All right, we need a little backstory. Hold on. Todd, you all give right. a little backstory or somebody, because I wasn't Please. there. But fine. Todd, it was okay. all your fault. Tell the story. Right. Yeah, it is all my fucking fault. <laughs> so anyway, we're all hanging out in the hotel room. We're all drunk, you know, normal. And uh, yeah, I was like, oh, man, it's my last night here. I want to go to the casino. Everybody, not tonight. Not tonight. All right, well... Talked him into it. I don't know how the hell I did it. Talked everybody into going to the casino. I drove. Bad idea. Anyway, we made it there alive. Right when I'm jumping on the interstate, three cops. Of course, Petey can't see it. He's stuffed in the back of the van. No windows. Knocked his ass. (laughs) No window with the slider, with the gate up too, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in a police car. In a police car. Trying Trying to lay low. So we show up to the casino. All right, dodging all these cop cars. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so scary. Anyway, (laughs) we show up to the casino. We all jump out the van, acting all cool. We weren't. (laughs) First off, it started off with a van, but please continue. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, we roll up in the casino. I'm just playing. I, I, I usually go to the casino maybe 40, 60 bucks. And my goal is to play all night long. Basically, by the time I'm ready to go, I leave with no money, but I leave drunk. 
So win enough to just keep that buzz going all night long. Yeah, I lose break 60 even. bucks. Yeah, break even pretty, pretty much, much off your alcohol. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm doing off doing my own thing. Come back <laughs> over. Here's Tyler throwing down so much money betting on he's betting on red cuz it was black like 11 times in a row at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I'm, throws- I'm still happy to remember the number. Oh yeah. It was 11. Yeah, and how much does that mind fuck you? Just think that oh, it's been so many times this color. Well, it didn't mind fuck Todd. No, it mind fucked our buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, Todd was well, like, ah, there goes my sixty. <laughs> I should you not. Maybe Tyler remembers. Maybe not. I told him it's gonna go green before it goes red again. I do he, remember that. He did, he did not believe me at all. He's throwing it, down, you know, all on red. Like, okay, boom. Black loses all his money. That motherfucker takes off running to the ATM. <laughs> Pulls out it. What he pulled out a grand. It, it went. It went from. It kept building up. It was four hundred, and then he's like, "Well, it's got to hit." And then he went six hundred because oh, yeah. he didn't quite double it. <laughs> and then he even missed one that hit black again. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, thank God, I didn't bet on that one." Like, oh, yeah, that saved you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, keep her tuned. <laughs> so, yep. So, he's, but, but he's your, broke. your green did hit. Your green hit. It before. did double zeros, dude. Mm-hmm. dude. So, how many times did he go back to the ATM and grab more and money and then throw it back three. three times? So, he put, did he put like a lump sum bet or did he like even it out? No, he put it all down. <clears throat> Oh, every time. so so it was eleven times is when I came over, and that's so it hit done. eleven times red or black. Mm-hmm. And he's okay. It's got to be red. Yeah. And then going back to the ATM, so he's up to fourteen times. <laughs> he's up to fourteen times on black, and then it lands well, the, on a green. He he bets when it hit eleven. Like he was just like, oh, this has to hit. So then he, it's like supposed to be end of night, and. You know, thank God for Todd bringing us out here because he made this all possible. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean he really, he really should have seen the signs when we tried our asses off to not go to the casino. But I digress. So yeah, he's like, he we was. dodged a bunch of cop cars. We're uh, our luck's on tonight, boys. He didn't realize he used it all up. Oh yeah, Joe's <laughs> he's sweating bullets on the way to the casino because he's like, God, I know it's everything, but. 11 blacks in a row, you know you have to hit a red. At least yeah. you would think, right? You would think. You, you would think. <laughs> but Todd has a hunch. No, I think green's going to hit before red. Well, it makes sure. the most sense. I mean. It makes no sense. It does make, it make sense. sense. <laughs> oh, 50, my gosh. 50-50. No, there, no. <laughs> it's not 50-50. If you got black <laughs> or red, and period, that's it. 50-50 if it's an even amount of numbers. And then you got one, two greens two on the board. Two greens fucking up the odds. So what does that turn into, like 45%? I don't know, Rain Man. Know. What do you think, Todd? <laughs> you got like a 1 in 64 chance uh, getting a single number. I don't even know how many chances are on roulette. How many numbers are on roulette? Uh, there's a lot. There's, it? <laughs> there's not enough reds, apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, some more. A lot of blacks. <laughs> Potter, you, me and you were at the casino. I'm pretty sure it was me and you standing together. This motherfucker comes up, puts five bucks down on black, five bucks down on red, and then puts like ten bucks down on 
Black the, 11. <laughs> We're like, this motherfucker's going to lose all but five bucks. <laughs> nice the thing bet. spins around, boom. Black 11 or whatever. Jeez. Like, how the fuck do you yeah. not know what the hell you're doing? You come up here and pick the right fucking number? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was way too much confidence. That's probably why he got it. He's like, universe, I'm way too confident. It's going black 11, isn't it? Fuck that guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> we're like, hey, Tyler, that's a sign, man. You should probably get out of here. Yeah. You should <laughs> probably go break your hair. This right? was not Tyler. You should uh, probably go buzz your hair in a coma. No, it Tyler. certainly wasn't Tyler. Yeah, it certainly was not Tyler. <laughs> oh, yeah. The story gets worse for Tyler. <laughs> Oh. Once it turns into a, when there's a comma in the number of dollars that you lose, you should probably call it a night. Yeah, unless you're balling out. Unless you're balling out, but if you're Why balling out, no. Nah, if you bring in two grand to the casino, all right. But if you're hitting up the ATM for and there's a comma in it, you might want to just roll home. Yeah, when you're bumming fucking. Happy Meal money on the way home, you know you <laughs> fucked up. You got it totally fucking did. I felt so bad for you fuckers. I bought you guys dinner. Yeah, you did, and and you still lost sixty dollars. I did, like, but oh. I well, I felt well, you bad. Had, you guys scrounging quarters out of his back seat. I had to sober up because I just, I was driving. I mean, I was sober when I left, of course, but uh, oh, yeah. totally. You know, he had lots of waters and bread in between. <laughs> Exactly. That's why he packed, he packed a loaf and a case of water just so he could drive home. He's like, I got this guy. See his loaf? It's for later. That should be fine. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we warned you. We didn't want to go out, but yeah. Can't go out it, like that. It, it was pretty crazy <laughs> to me to see like how much that took over him of like, oh, it has to hit. And then I have to make up. And then I have to make up. And when it never happened, it was like a gut wrenching feeling for him because you're like, damn, all the money we made coming. You just lost it. And sure, I understand 14 in a row is something crazy. And it should have hit, but it didn't, man. And now you're broke. I think it and ended up cool. being 16 in a row black. Or on the 16th one, it went green. Double zeros. Yeah, while he was in the stands just watching. Yeah, because he was fucking broke at that point. Oh, man. God, I felt... He would have felt terrible. I mean, imagine if there was loan sharks after him. Oh, man, he's the perfect oh. subject, but so am I. <laughs> Dude, the casino guy came up to him and said, like, hey, you got one of those loyalty cards? Nope. Fucking like, put his fuck money off. down. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker could have had a free week stay. Yeah. I have this debit card that's fucking not working anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's the only card I got left. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to pay you my water bill. <laughs> Can't make that anymore. Fuck, bro. What a terrible feeling for Joe. Every time I hear that story, I'm like, man, that would suck. But also, man, when the table ain't hot, just you know, you gotta eat it. Yeah. Or play another game, like be like, hey, I'm gonna take out a loan and I'm playing blackjack. I'm gonna go play slapjack. Give me a shot, man. <laughs> Something. Man. I'll play heads or tails. I don't give a fuck. Fitty, fitty, fitty. No yeah. greens involved. Dude, I got all the blame for that night. But if if that motherfucker would have won, I'd got zero credit. No, he wouldn't even get kicked any twenties or anything. He, he might have bought you your McDonald's way home. 
Yeah. <laughs> Instead, yeah, you had to do it. Yeah. How shitty is it that I buy you guys food because it's going to be his last meal until he goes home? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got he's to explain himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you might grab an extra ketchup packet so I can eat for the rest of the week. Yeah. Maybe a couple of ramen every once in a while, please. Please. I got you some salt, too, buddy. Keep your sodium levels up. Yeah, we spice it up a bit. I will say when when we went on our our jumps and went out with DirecTV, we we hit a lot of casinos. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes I got in a lot of arguments because of it. (laughs) Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. I mean, if you casinos are built on winners, bro. I mean, you're bound to like lose majority of the time. But, I was so confused what the hell you were arguing about. I was like, wait, what? Oh, what no. happened? <laughs> I didn't know there was even rules to this. It was after the fact when I was like, well, the reason I'm out here is to make money, but I understand I spent more money out here than I made, honey. Yeah, but I had a great time, though, honey. It was a blast. You should have been there. You should have seen Tyler just risking it all. <laughs> oh, yeah, downplay what you lost. Like, listen, <laughs> Tyler, though. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker dropped up two G's. I only lost like eight hundred. I've never seen so much courage in my life, <laughs> dude. I remember <laughs> determination. <laughs> I think us three went to the casino one time. Maybe it was our cousin that went with us. I can't remember. Anyway, it was three of us, but yeah, we're all I sitting down at the same blackjack table. And every time I doubled up, I put my money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't look like I had a very big stack of chips, but I just kept winning, winning, put it in my pocket, winning, winning, put it in my pocket. And then all of a sudden, you guys stand up, getting ready to go. I'm like, where are you guys going? Like, We're out of money. Yeah, we let it ride. Oh, all right. Well, I guess you just don't have the guts time we to go. Do. I got to cash out, though. Like, well, how much money you even got there, Todd? It's not that much money. It's like reaching my pockets, pulled out. <laughs> yeah, what an Damn. asshole. He didn't even buy his McDonald's. Yeah, what Joe? You know, he's over here letting it. Well, you guys stayed within your limits. Fucking, yeah, Tyler, he yeah. did not stay in his limit. He's not staying in his lane. No. I love the man to death. And I bought him Burger King, McDonald's, whatever it was. I bought him some food. So I knew the man was going to starve. Joe, you know it's. You know, you know it's bad when he has to take a title loan out. <laughs> yeah, maybe just stay away from casinos, man. Like, how convenient. Like they have a title loan station in the casino. I was like, come on, man. You're just feeding into this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, my name's Tyler and I have a problem. <laughs> nah. I also have a, a Nissan Titan. If you'd like the title. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll Nobody ride. wants that shit. What's <laughs> this for? You want to race your pink slips? I'll put it down. I'm black. I'm black, please. <laughs> I'm black. Yeah, yeah. It went green. <laughs> Todd, I called it. Yeah. The odds. I was like, I fucking knew it. Fuck. Listen to me, motherfucker. I do you know love gambling, a, though. I do love a it. random good gambler. You remember? Uh, you remember Quato? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Worked with us. He fucking he loved it. And he played craps. Like he was actually like really good at playing craps. He like studied it and how to throw the dice and everything. And he was just like obsessed with it. And he had actually made some decent money, but he was smart about it. Like he would always play on his winnings. And then if he got down to the, you know, sixty, eighty dollars down, he would just call it. Meanwhile, I'm here scratching my neck. I'm like, oh, give me a green chip, man. I know I can make this happen. Oh yeah, I'll double it, please. <laughs> I know. Me too. I'm like, all right, I 
I'll throw down another hundred. I'll be I'll make it back. Alright, I'll throw down another hundred. It's only like one AM. I got a little bit more time. That's me, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm like three hundred dollars out. I better go home. Yeah, it's like everything you made that day is just gone. Yeah, but it's fun. They give you a fucking free drinks <clears throat> jackpot though. Well, I mean that's worth it then. I've actually been pretty good on slots lately. Like before I never had any good luck. Damn, um, you made that transition in your life? <laughs> well, I'm, okay, so I drive through Montana quite a bit, and Montana's got more more casinos than they got gas stations. And, you know, pull in there. Or, I mean, even in North Dakota, they got um, slot machines in their, in their bars. Anyway, so I'll put 20 bucks in. You know, I figure 20 bucks ain't shit to lose. And... I usually end up getting enough money to not only pay for my meal, but whoever came with me, I'll pay for theirs. God damn. So, but like... I only play for like 30 seconds, dude. I put it in. Either I win 100 bucks or I lose that 20 and I walk away. That's a good life lesson. Just play around for a little bit. If you don't like it, get out. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little self-control, but, you know. It's... I don't even buy scratchers because I know I don't win. I love scratchers. So I'm like, eh, I don't really want to waste my money. I don't really win. Todd, you're a you're a good bad gambler. Mm-hmm. Oh, sometimes, yeah. Like, like like you just scratch your neck at scratchers. I love them. I love scratchers so oh, much. Dude. Well, I mean, yeah. you go into the gas. Okay, so here's my problem. You know that guy that stands up at the counter and scratches their shit, and then just the barcode. Yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, <laughs> and me too. Because because if I lose <laughs> on that one. You bet your ass I'm buying the next one. If I lose on that one, you bet your ass I'm buying the next one. And if God I lose damn. on that one, I'm walking the fuck away because fuck this game and it's stupid anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy behind you be like, I'll take the fourth ticket. Please. <laughs> $500. Oh, oh shit. It's kind of win, right? What are the odds? What are the odds? This fucking loser in front of me, this guy. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> He's raising all the losers. Dude, I pulled a dirty trick. I... Okay. How do I you do that? These, the, this father and son. So anytime they both pull the strike, they buy another lottery ticket. And I watched them. They were playing the same, same line. And I was like, "Fuck these guys!" I went and put five bucks in, bought the next ticket, put it underneath the desk or whatever, just kind of hid it away. And uh, these guys, oh my god, dude, ten fucking loser tickets in a row. The next one's got to be a big one. Got to be. So I start scratching away. It's a $5 ticket. I won 50 bucks. So I was like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> Little did they know. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you yeah. just dipped in the fucking bushes like Homer Simpson. Just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a dirt ball Nobody won here. But it's, it's just like, I mean, gambling in general is, it's all about that sensation, right? Like you just, you get a, even a scratcher, you win your money your money back it's it's a nice feeling it's a dopamine dump yeah absolutely and then yep. you get those father and son combos who fucking todd weasels out getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. carpet under their feet oh yeah yeah i go home and scram get out of here i mean yeah, I got I'm, a not, ticket. I'm not telling you guys what to do but if you see people doing the same thing with uh, pull tabs yeah just jump in a little bit every once in a while <laughs> Disclaimer, this is not financial advice. We are not telling you what to do with your money. 
But wow. if you can, please interject and buy the sixth ticket if you see five in a row. Yeah, and let us know if it worked. I'm very curious. I mean, you can't always believe Todd every time. I mean, you can, but you can. He could be the anomaly. Could just be that guy who just wins every time after he buy it. I want to know somebody else who does the same thing. Like, ah, right, yep. If you have bad luck, just just know that. Okay, stay away. <laughs> stay away from the lottery. Stay away from the tickets. Stay away from the pull tap. You got bad luck. You don't win shit in your life. Just walk the fuck away. That's my yeah. advice for you. If Wait, you is it manifesting? Like your loser. <laughs> just don't I mean, buy it. I mean, I mean, you know, attack them personally. I'm just telling them if you don't win shit in life. Don't play the fucking lottery because you're not going to fucking win. Dude, here's my dilemma. I know I don't fucking win scratch tickets ever, so I don't buy them. <clears throat> but I like to manifest things. I believe in that shit. Do you guys think that has something to do with it? You're like, I win. Like, Todd over here wins all the time. Is it because he's like, I win all the time. I'm going to get it because they just walked away and he really believes that strategy. Does that play a factor into it? If you'd like it to. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, do you guys believe in manifesting? Like, you manifest something to happen and it will happen. Like, because your brain will kind of, like, you know, do whatever it can to make sure that that happens because that's what you really want. So let's put this, let's put the scratch off tickets on hold for a second. You know, those uh, arcade games where you win the stuffed animal? Oh, buddy, I'm fucking the champ in those things. High scores everywhere. Dave and Buster's. Please. And Busters. <laughs> Dave and Busters is. See, I've always been really, really good. My mom would tell you the same thing. I've just been natural at, but my mom yeah. put it in my head. Yeah. Oh, you're super good at those. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just won. Not a big deal. Oh, I do the same thing. I know I'm good at that shit, so I'm like, ah, oh, it's fine. You know, and then you just naturally win. That's why I don't know if you just naturally manifest that yourself. Like, if I just, I never went on scratch tickets. Maybe if I'm like, hey, I win every time. Well, you know, I'm going like, to chime in. All right, yeah, I'm, please. I'm probably, I'm probably the nastiest at both those things you just described. So, you can be second and third place, but I'm always <laughs> going to be the best at it. That, that's just how I was raised, and I understand that I am the best, and it's a burden, but I digress. Potterf, you play the ones where it's like guaranteed winner every time. Oh my! God. Yeah, you win the tootsie rolls, buddy. I'm just kidding. Hey, in the tootsie but, roll cloud, unlimited tries until you get a scoop. I'll tell you what, I never lose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no man, I'll give you credit. Dude. You're good at you're good at that shit too. That's why we're good at shit. I'm good at nasty shit. back to back champs. Whatever no we play, it don't even matter. All right, we're going to take a minute here to talk about our back-to-back golf champions again at DC Electric. Here we are, two-time, back-to-back. Brad, how do you feel? Pretty good. About to go for a three-peat, How do you feel? Well, I'm, it's almost guaranteed because I'm nastier than everybody at this shit. I have the trophies to prove it. If you'd like to see it, please subscribe. I'll give you a sneak preview of the first one. I might have it here on the desk. Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah. one. Hey, there's one, you know. Oh, oh, we both got two, one for each. You know. All right, victory. guys, get a get a drink of water while I get the next one. Oh, there it is. There it is. Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know, back to back, about to go through a three peat, and maybe because we think we're the best, we're manifesting, but we win every goddamn time. This is just a blueprint of the next trophy. I've submitted it, but I haven't gotten any <laughs> responses. No, the but, Eagles. I don't know if the Eagles are gonna fly, buddy. 
Ah. Well, keep her tuned. I'll see what I did there. Anyway. Oh, I saw Brad, what you did there. Where were we? Brad, I gotta say, you know... What's up? You you and our cousin are just so natural, natural athletes that you can just show up and dominate anything. And it pisses me <laughs> I know. I'm sure it pisses everyone off because everyone tells me about it. I'm like, listen, I don't... I. Like I said before, I just can't stop being good at shit. Like, you just can't be like, hey, there's a switch. Turn it off. You know, like, it's just. <laughs> Dude, I, I worked at the bowling alley for two years. <laughs> I bowled. I bowled. A lot. A lot? <laughs> a lot. Todd bowled a lot. Todd's pretty good at bowling. You bowled a lot. I did bowl a lot. I mean, I had over a 200 average. We're, we start bowling, messing around on Friday, Saturday nights. Brad comes in. You know, I'm like, all right, I'll come play a couple games with you. You and our cousin just demolish me. Both of you assholes. I know. It's weird. I'm just like, all right, I got to get serious about this shit. I went and got my shoes on. Went and got my bowling balls out. Got the wrist brace on. Oh yeah, Gutter's I still on. lost my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, came out like, what are you doing, man? What is that? You threw bumpers on. Yeah, you were ready. Yeah. To play. I mean, ready. I don't go that far. I mean, just, just, just the left side bumpers. Listen, well, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. a given. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm happy that I'm good at shit. It's cool, and I know. Believe me, I know it pisses people off because they tell me all the time. I'm like, listen, I just can't stop, but. Also, it's kind of cool, like when people are just like, oh, I'm, I'm so good at darts. I'm going to smolder you. And I'm like, I don't play that much, but I'm an athlete. So watch me roll. And then just boom. Like, I play enough to be, you know, pretty decent. But you, here's the thing here's what separates me is all this, all of a sudden, like the competitiveness comes out of me. And it'll just be like flipping a switch, like, all right, we're just going to dominate. <laughs> Bowling, whatever, darts. Dave and Buster's, you name it. It's weird. Cornhole. Cornhole. I never even played cornhole much, and I'm winning championships. Yeah, I just won the championship, too. I know. I'd have been there with you, buddy, but, you know. I just got the the DC electric, you know. Apparently, DC electric's not full of very good athletes because I keep winning (laughs) (laughs) every tournament I've enrolled in. Well, the cornhole one. They don't bring in athletes, but the golf one, they try to bring in ringers. They try to bring in, oh my god, like golf pros from the shops around town. Like, we remember have, I called that out? Yeah, we have like, how, I don't know, we have like three or four golf courses around us. And like, they started like bringing in these ringers, all these golf pros that we see that work at these golf courses. Like, all right, I see what you guys are trying to do. Ain't gonna work. <laughs> but you can try. They, yeah, they got second to us. <laughs> Goddamn right. Trophies to prove it. But I digress. <laughs> I digress. Cool. Sorry, Todd. We had to have that moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I get it. Oh. All right. Where, where are we up to next? We're on to uh, phones on date night. It's the worst. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Todd, Todd's got a little story. You know, we were kind of talking about this earlier. Let him roll it. So. Uh, me and Brad's cousin, we used to hang out all the time. We used to go ride bullet bikes, um, go to the gym. We didn't go to the gym very much. He went to the gym a lot. I went like once. So, but anyway, we used to hang out quite a bit. You know, Cruise 17th Street. I had a badass power stroke at the time. 
Um, we just, I mean, we did a lot of shit together. Well, I was hanging out with this girl. And every time I hung out with her, always on the phone. Every single time. And I asked her, I asked her the first time, I said, hey, is there, is there somewhere else you'd rather be? Like, I mean, I can drop you off. I can take you there. It doesn't matter. Like, just let me know. And she, no, no, it's it's okay. And she put her phone away. And that was kind of like warning number one. Hanging out another time. This time we're sitting down eating dinner. And she got her phone out, just on it. I was like, hey, if, if you got something to do, something else to do, I'll take you there. I'll drop you off, whatever you need. Not a big deal. Was this the same night? No, this is a different night. Okay. So, I, I gave this girl numerous opportunities to put her fucking phone away. And so, third time, me and our cousin, we're going to hang out. Well, I pick her up. She's got a friend. She's coming to hang out with our cousin. So, it's, it's all four of us. We're piled in my truck. We're going out, and we're going to head up to uh, this abandoned pool area or something. We're going to go have like a great night or I think we're going out to 17 mile cave. I don't know. We're, we're just going to go out and have a blast. But we get in the truck heading down the road and she's just on her phone. And all right, this time I'm kind of pissed. Is there somewhere else you need to be right now? Or is there something more important than what's going on in this truck right now? And her friends in the backseat, her cousins in the backseat. And she's like, yeah, there is. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I whipped that truck around and I literally dropped her ass off at her house. And she's expecting her friend to jump out with her. And her friend's like, no, I'm going to go have fun with these guys. Oh, yeah. Todd let the coal out. How do you see that? I, I don't think that's how you said I'm learning <laughs> okay. some lingo today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, why, watch, uh, watch Misty roll some coals. I was like, man, I didn't know we had any coals. Santa ain't around here. I don't know what's happening. No, but. no. Brad, Brad got a pickup for the first time. His doesn't roll coal. His, no. his is just a gasser. But he's uh, he's learning the truck lingo. You know. You, you puss. <laughs> you can't roll coals, you puss. <laughs> oh, yeah. Walk on coals. I don't know. Heat them up. Where they at? Drop you off at your house. <laughs> but, but yeah, dude, what, what's worse than when the girls, like, you know, I mean, this is a long time ago for me and P and, and Todd, honestly, too. But, like, there's even nowadays, we didn't even talk about nowadays, like, people on their phones or if you even people watch, you know, me and Todd talking about earlier, like if you people watch, you just see people and you're like, Hey, are they on a date or are they just together? And they're so sick of each other that they have nothing better to do, but scroll Facebook while you're ordering or while you're waiting for your food to get delivered. When you can do that sitting in bed, you can do that any alone time, but you choose the time where you're off work you're made plans to go out to dinner, which probably doesn't happen that often if you're, you know, been together for a while. And expensive. then, yeah, and it's expensive. And then you're over here, like, just like scrolling to see what everyone else is doing instead of enjoying the moment that you're in and being like, hey, we're out at dinner. How are you doing? Like, what's going on? I got this funny story. Or you're just like, hey, everyone else's life is so much funnier than mine. Mine's so boring. I'm like, probably because you're scrolling instead of living it. I mean, make a joke to the fucking waiter or make fun of people sitting next to you. I don't know. Do something. I think it's just became such a, a, a time filler. 
like to fill in that silence, that awkward silence, even if it's not awkward, it's just what you do in the meantime. It's just, I mean, I'll see myself doing it, like pull my phone out and be like, I have nothing to look at. Like, why am I, why did I even pull this out? It's just a habit. But at least, at least you catch yourself. Oh, yeah. And I, I'll just put it back and just be like, look around. Just be like, all right, well, I'm either going to go do something or I'm going to pull this right back out and do something that I don't even really care to do, which is like play a game or scroll through shit. And I think that's one of the nicest things is like just not having social media really. Like, yeah. It was just, uh, eliminates like that a, urge. It it really does. And like that, like, why do you have that urge? Is it just, you need to feel in tuned. You need to feel informed. You need satisfaction with likes or whatever it is. But come back to your point, yeah, Todd, like, so when, when was this, when your story was taking place? Like this was okay. So I've been married for 10 years. So this is obviously 10 years ago. I was, Fresh out of high school. This is a girl I actually went to elementary school with. Like, um, and it was kind of random how we even met up. So this is, yeah, back in 2011, 2012, maybe. So it was the, be- the beginning of the, the full-on cell phone glued to your face era. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I, Probably mixing I, in there, but <clears throat> like, think how bad it is now. Like, you know, our sister, Lena, 16, she's on her phone a lot. And I asked her the other day, and I was like, so we're watching Survivor. And I was like, you think you could do Survivor? And, you know, we watch it for a little bit. And she was like, yeah, like, I, I like this stuff, you know, like the strategy. And I think I'd do good on physical challenges. And I was like, do you think you could go 40 days without your phone? She's like, no, never. And I was right. like... Huh? I didn't. I wasn't fully expecting that because I was like, you know, you're, you know, hitting this chance to win a million dollars out on an island. Like you'd think you'd be full in, but your one worry is not, oh, I'm leaving anyone behind or have this person I to worry about. You worry about your phone. Like that's how you know you have an addiction. And I'm sure the younger generation's full of them. You ask her that question in ten years from now. Mm-hmm. About living, living without her phone, whatever. I bet you she'd change her answer. Yeah, because I mean, you know, to a younger kid, you know, what is money? You know, you just hey, dad, can I have twenty bucks or hey, can I earn a little bit of money? And you do mm-hmm. a shitty chore or something, but you still earn the money. Yeah. And I mean, you're pretty well taken care of. Now, when you get out on your own, you start paying rent or mortgage, car. light bill, car, insurance, cell phones, whatever. You're paying all those bills. Yeah, a million dollars to help you out a shit ton more than it yeah. is at what's she seventeen years seventeen, 17. years old? Yeah. You ask her that question again in ten years, it'll change. Fuck well that see that that's the thing yeah, that's kind that of what it's kinda <laughs> worrisome is that we we grew up and then kind of came into this generation where technology and everything kind of overtook and became more popular. So we, we have that, that transition where we didn't have it. So we had the lessons early on and then we had the later periods right now, mid thirties. Sorry, fellas to reveal your age, but we're mid thirties. 
I'm not even yeah, thirty. So. Twenty nine. <laughs> oh I didn't my know he's dirty God. 30 yet. I'm Jill, 29, uh, man. He's going to well, wait go till July and then he's. Go get your binky while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> are you but it's like, it's like these kids, these kids are growing up in this era of that's all they know. And unless you have parents that teach otherwise, that's all they're going to see with their friends, though. Like their friends have it. Everyone else has it, so yeah, and they want to be cool to their friends and show off. But that's that's the thing. Like we view it as like a privilege. Like oh, you don't need this, all this stuff, and it turns into like, well, the world that is going on around them is different than the world that we came up in. And I agree, probably with both of you, that the world we came up in is kind of how it should be, where principles, values. Everything like that should be taught. Nineties kids, nineties kids—they're still the best kids, though. Not you, Todd. Go get your binky, buddy. <laughs> I, was, I was born in the nineties. I grew up a little bit in it. I remember Y two K, eighty-nine. Man, what a, what a bullet we dodged there, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be the end. Yeah. Our computers are going to crash. Holy shit! Y two K, fuck. Current computers nowadays will just stomp the ass of the old computers. <laughs> oh yeah, start the revolution too. I don't yeah. even understand yeah. computers these days. I'm st- I'm still, you know, worried about Y2K. Oh yeah, Skynet, buddy. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's come back. <laughs> oh, it's back already. Josh, like, I got a question for you. All right, let's hear it. So you got two kids around mm-hmm. nine or ten years old. Yeah. Um, do either of them have a cell phone? Yes, both they of both them? do. Okay, so I just gave my daughter a cell phone. She's nine. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is we're starting to trust her a little bit more, and so we leave her at home alone. Mm-hmm. And it's not for long periods of time, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, three hours tops maybe. But, you know, when we were doing it at first, we just had her iPad to rely on to get a hold of her. Mm-hmm. Um. It didn't work sometimes, so we started freaking out, had to rush home, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, we we picked up her cell phone for her ninth birthday. And our original plan was to kind of treat it like, you know, the old house phones. Yeah. That was our original plan. Now we're kind of being a little bit more lenient on it and letting her use it for whatever. Sure. She does group phone calls with her friends. FaceTime. So, but I feel like having a phone when you're a kid is also an important part of growing up. Not for the apps and the other bullshit, but talking to your friends on the phone. Yeah. yeah. What, Instead oh. of having your parents listen in or your sister or brother listen in on the landline, mm-hmm. yeah. chatting with your girl. <clears throat> well, I mean, if you think about it that way, like we still had our phones, our landlines, like that was our only means of communication. I mean, we we still had to call you know, our friends, their landline, talk to the dad or the mom, especially if it was like a girl that you liked, you're like, Oh, (laughs) okay. Mr. Smith is Jane there. Like you still had to have that interaction, but there was still some communication. Nowadays it's a little different because not many people do have landlines. So when it comes to the cell phone talk, um, 
my my kids have had cell phones for a couple of years now. I also took my son's cell phone away for 10 months because, you know, as a young, as a young boy, he got a little too curious and the access was too much. I actually stole a few of the links, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it was, it was necessary and I didn't think it was links. Absolutely. I mean, those are fire, oh, as yeah. they say. Thanks, buddy. No, those are lit. Yeah, I, I give him credit. <laughs> but it was just like uh, when we first got them, it was more of a check your location type of thing because we were getting at that point where we're going to leave them home when they came home from school. You know, we, me and my wife both work, so we wanted that access for them to be able to call us if they needed to and also trying to let them you know kind of go their own ways you know go play at the park if they want to but we could also keep track of exactly where they are so that's how it all started and then man having a nine and ten year old right now you see the different avenues that that can take the conversations they're having the links that they're you know sending me yeah yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't know them, but <clears throat> it, but you open up gateways. Yeah, and it's scary, you know. And I'm not quite <clears throat> there yet, but you know, I can imagine how it would be. I mean, before we get too much into this, you know, with like phones on date nights, we can even fast forward to like even you know Oakley and Braden, Jaden, like their age. Fast forward like ten years, mm-hmm. and what would that would look like? And, you know, it can almost, you know, be a pattern of what we've already seen. It started with, you know, 10, 12 years ago, you know, back in when cell phones are getting cool, Todd kind of told the story, like, they're so glued into social media or somebody else. But also, for me, when we were talking, all that story told me is I was like, good, Todd, like, I'm glad that you drove her home because... I would have done the same thing because they're obviously not that interested in you. They're more interested in what's going on on their phone and they're Mm. more interested in what's going on on social media. And yeah, that probably has a lot to do with it more nowadays. So it's probably way worse. Like, so now when we see people on their phones on date night or even on their first date or second date, I'm like, just talk to each other. Like, what's your point of going on a date? Is it to see what everyone else is doing or be like, Hey, I want a shot at love. I want, to maybe see where this goes. I want to have a good night. Well, you can't on your phone because you're glued to it and you're doing the same thing you would as is sitting on the couch with your in your underwear with your hand down your pants and one on your phone. Like you're being a little dweeb. You know, you should communicate with the person in front of you and be like, "Hey, how are you doing? Like what's going on in life? You have anything cool? Like tell me a badass story that happened lately." If you ain't got one, I got one because I've been doing shit and I've been glued to my phone. You know, like it takes away, I don't think everyone realized that it takes away like the human connection aspect. If you're just like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm doing good. And your head's down in your phone and they, even they respond to you. They're not paying attention because your attention split between the conversation. You might hear it like background noise and be able to respond, but your focus is on the screen in front of you. Like put it down and give whoever's in front of you some fucking attention. Otherwise, what the fuck are you even doing there? Really? Uh, that's the hard part is because I think I think that's slowly 
drifting away just with the amount of connection and I mean, you go on a date now. I mean, if you were to picture yourself as a, you know, 16 year old going on a first date or second date, the butterflies that you had back when we were that young, it was just full on, you know, me and you talking. And now they have no idea if they're even involved in this date or if they're having four or five conversations with other people talking about the date as it's going on. But that just wasn't an option back then. So no. it's the uh, the accessibility now that makes it hard. And I, I honestly, like, I'm, I don't know how prepared I am for, I have a boy and a girl who are going to be coming up here, you know, three, four or five years and going on serious dates and actually dating. I don't even know how to prepare myself to talk to them about what they're going through in their dating lives because it's just not how it was when I was their age. I can tell them how, you know, the glory days and how <laughs> nice it was, you know, but yeah, it's just, it, it's a different, <laughs> yeah, dialogue. I mean, I mean, my, my text fucking took 20 minutes to go through oh, yeah. and it cost me 10 cents. And we had a weird screech. Dude, if, if kids heard the dial-up tone these days, they'd think their phone was about ready to blow Oh, up. they'd freak out. Like, what is that noise? <laughs> is this the I, operator? I you know, like, hey, this number's been disconnected. Yeah, that's what you hear, except it goes on for like three, four, five minutes with different tones. Like a like a car alarm with like different beepers. It's fucking annoying. Not Dude, cool. the Wi-Fi wi goes down for a minute. It's just like, panic. I'm just oh, like, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Huh? Yeah, it's going to be different, but I think the core values are the same. I think either it'll be like divorce rates will like go way up, or it'll tell you, hey, I put my phone down for this person. I must really like them. Like, I think it might go that direction, you know, because like, oh shit, I don't want to worry about my social media because I'm so interested in what you're saying. Either you have that connection, it might go, or divorce rates are going skyrocketing. I think it's about the two options the way it's going to go. I mean, I don't know how else it could go any other way because <clears throat> you're either glued in 24-7, can't have a conversation. And we see it all the time. How many people we see, you guys see, that are like, say, I don't know, 25 to 30 years old with the kid in their basket or, you know, in a high chair and they're just both on their phones, glued. Because I know you guys like people watching because it's fun. Well, they just ran out of shit to talk about. Yeah, but there's never like, that much. Well, I, no, I would say this. Like, uh, Potter kind of brought it up. Like, you know, you got all all day you're sitting there texting back and forth. And you already know about what happened during the day. And that's where you guys need to, so I feel like don't you, you need to stop texting. Yes. Stop talking to each other throughout the day and then have a good, meaningful, quality conversation later that evening. 100%. The best and thing excited, you can do. Excited to see you because yeah. now I can talk about it. Yeah. If you give away, like I had this conversation with my wife when we got together, like we weren't bad at it, but, you know, we were texting a little bit, you know, in the beginning, you know, honeymoon stage. And after a while, like kind of got to the point where I was like, well, like. You know, I don't want us to talk all day, every day, because we have nothing to talk about when we get home, because you tell me everything that's going on right now at work or 
you know, whatever. And I was like, we can just wait. Plus it gives you time to actually focus on what you're doing. But also, you know, like when you get home, like you're saying, Todd, it's just like, I don't know what to talk about, but also then, I mean, shit, I'm, my mind gets wild and I'm like, you know, Hey, look at the stars and the moons. And I'm like, Hey, how many, like each one of those stars is the sun. There's to be so many planets. Like my mind just gets wild like that. So I can make conversations up and not get bored. But I recommend just not talking about your day until you get home. Then you have something to talk about because day to day, huh? how easy is it to be like, Oh, Hey honey, how are you? I already know everything you did today. You well, know? I mean, so I've been married. It'll be 10 years this year. I've been married. And, and um, part of being married for 10 years, I mean, you can only have the same conversation so many times and, and you know, everything about each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Most. and me and my wife, honestly, like we, we've kind of gotten into, you know, Hey babe, how's your day? Oh, I took care of the kids and I did this and that. And how was your day? Well, I, I worked all day and you know, you know what I did is I do it every single day. I drove from here and drove to there. And, but yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you change it up and make something interesting happen? I mean, I can drive off the road. That was a crazy day. <laughs> but well, yeah, but I ain't going to intentionally do that shit. It's a just well, great no. conversation. It's a great conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, true. But you could also, like, even, you know, like, you've talked to me. I didn't even know too much that you're into, like, pyramids and shit. But you could talk to, like, Misty about that. You know, I mean, you don't have to talk exactly that. But you can come up with some of your stuff that you've actually talked to me. It might spark your interest, might not, but. There's something, and honestly, Todd, it's kind of different for you because you're on the road for like three weeks straight, you know, and you're kind of by yourself and, you know, you need some companionship. So it's a lot different. You can't wait three weeks till you see her. Yeah. And then unload it all. Like, you know, you're going to get lonely and, and stuff like that. It's a different situation than when you're working a day job and you're coming home every day. You know, you're working, say, I don't know seven to four or eight to five, I don't know, whatever you work. And then you come home and you're like, oh yeah, I was texting you about everything I did today. You know, and if it's a daily thing like that, I think it's bad. But if you're gone all the time, like, hey, like this is kind of what's going on because I won't see you until three weeks, you know, so it's a little different. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to do what you got to do then. Yeah. No, I... You'd be like, hey, I'm wearing, I'm just in my undies <laughs> in my truck backing this thing up. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't you know. oh no i'm in mind where oh yeah <laughs> she know you're lying yeah he also ain't interested in seeing it either yeah i've seen it before i ain't that impressed yeah. i love you have a good day yeah, right, i was struggling to get my boots off you know i couldn't pull on my pants all the way but if you want to see off, i will you don't even wear undies <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I'd be, I'd be free balling, shifting gears. You know what's up. <laughs> oh, yeah. it up a bit. Oh, yeah. Not even the truck sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just your ass. <laughs> yeah. Shifting cheeks back and forth, you know. That rolls. But it's a little different. But I think, you know, with, with people who are communicating every day, like, just give it a little break. Have a conversation because it's missing these days because you're always worried about who's on social media. What are they doing? Oh, everyone looks so happy on social media. Here's a little secret for the young guns out there. It's all a facade. It's all, they're posting their best moments to look good to 
people. That means they care so much about what everyone else thinks. In reality, they're probably arguing with their girlfriend every night. They're probably, you know, who knows what the fuck they're doing. But they've got a lot of problems. Just like you, they're just not posting those problems. Probably fucking miserable. That's why they turn to social media. Yeah, because they want to be like, hey, my life isn't that bad. Look how happy I am. See, I got all these likes. And they try to prove it to themselves instead of actually trying to be happy is what a lot of those motherfuckers do. So don't ever get jealous or worked up over anyone getting attention on social media because it's all a fucking fake. Hardly. I mean, there's some real ones out there, but majority, no. They're fucking unhappy. All your friends that you've seen around town like, oh, yeah, I'm having my third kid. Yeah, go knock on the door on a Friday night. At eight o'clock, and then see how fucking happy they are. Then they ain't see, and that and that's the the hard situation that kind of I was talking about is like the how to kickstart or how to even begin a relationship right now because you have that all over the place. You have not only what you see of these people on social media; it could you just have to like get through that and like actually break through and see if they're actually happy, if that's who they are or if they're just posting it because whatever, or they just want attention. So you go as a genuine, you know, be a a nice guy, open the door, all this stuff. And you think you have that on the other end and even vice versa, but you think you know somebody and then all of a sudden the sense of betrayal when it's just like, Oh, I had a shitty date with this guy and he was this way, this way, this way, even though they didn't mean for you to see that. It's just like, well, shit. Now I've kind of put myself out there a little bit and I don't even think I can trust you. And that's a hard issue now is because there's so many avenues to seek attention and have conversations that how do you establish that just foundation of this is how I knew you. This is our love story. Like our love story was, Oh, I swiped on you on Tinder. That's our love story. Okay. Yeah, and you didn't maybe swipe it, it on is. anyone else, you know, like maybe <clears throat> exactly. Like maybe it is, but you never know. Like it, it's just a different, it's a different starting point for our kids going forward. That is hard to understand. Yeah. It's definitely the minority who, you know, find true love on Tinder and find, you know, all these different one-offs is kind of what I call them. Like, yeah, they happen, but don't that don't expect it to happen to you or everyone else because if you're expecting to find, oh, my true love, he's on Tinder or she's on Tinder. I mean, odds are probably not to be straight up. You don't know when they're going to meet you. You don't know when you're going to fall in love. You have no idea. I mean, the best thing is just quit looking and enjoy your life because you're your best self when you're doing shit that you want to do and doing shit that makes you happy. Then you're a happy person. People want to be around you. And then you're going to attract the people you want in your life. You don't want to attract all these people when you're in a shitty spot and you're always negative And you're always like, well, fuck, no one likes me on Tinder. Oh, there's one. She must be my true love. You're probably not attracting the right one because you're in a shitty headspace. So, And that's kind of what social media does is it kind of like brings you down or makes you compare yourself to everyone, which I think is the worst thing to do. You should compare yourself with yourself. Be like, Hey, I was here. Now I'm here and I want to get here and it might take a minute, but I'm moving forward. 
And yeah, maybe people are doing it faster, better, or putting on a facade on Instagram, being like, oh, well, they're so happy. Why can't I be happy? Nope, you're going back to square one when you do that. You're happy. You're making progress. You're Picture where you were at like five years ago. Picture where you're at now, like how much better your life is. And if it's not, you better make those changes to make yourself happy. Because at the end of the day, like social media and your phone being glued to it, that's a distraction of how shitty your life is or how unhappy you're like, oh man, I want to look at this so bad or I want someone to message me. You're obviously not interested in what's going on around you because you're searching for that shit. So just put it down and enjoy yourself. And I think, you know, if you want to spin that around, around on like teaching, you know, the young ones, like just teach them, hey, that's not, you know, where it's at. That's not really like, how you find shit that's what well, it's a it's a band-aid for how you're feeling if you're anxious or you're like oh well, i want people to like me because i'm insecure okay everyone goes through insecurities like you have to just fight through those right and so you got to learn how to work through that shit and know that likes or follows or whatever is not gonna make you a better person or make you happier it might give you a dopamine dump and then then what oh i need more oh fuck they don't like me now yeah. Well, I mean, you get that dopamine or whatever. I mean, you get that fix. I I uh I got rid of TikTok off my cell phone. I I still have it on my tablet, but I don't use my tablet very often. Like I use my phone. Um, yeah, it's good. But uh, I noticed when I got rid of TikTok, because I'd spend hours just scrolling, 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 laughing, having a good time. <clears throat> And then any time I ever got interrupted to get off of it, I was just instantly in a bad mood because I wasn't getting fed that next video, that yep. whatever. And I was just instantly angry. And whether I had to go for me or whether somebody else uh, interrupted me. And the same thing with uh, watching TV series. Um, I got, I really caught up in TV series where I, I just wanted to constantly binge watch. Mm-hmm. Um and it it just it, it caused conflict. It caused um, a lot of. I, I don't understand why I got so irritated when I had to pause the show and go take out the garbage, or, and and once I kind of realized I was in that mindset, in that mood, that it was causing myself issues. Getting rid of TikTok, like I said, changed me as a human being. Made me a better husband. Made me a more. Um, interacting with dad yeah yeah i was um i was way more involved it's it's funny you say that because like i like i know i know that feeling and i know that it actually hit you because the way you just described it is it, it's very like you have to almost like feel it yourself like no one tells you to do it you almost like just snap out of it mm-hmm and you're just like, God damn, like this whole time. And then you look back and almost feel a little guilt because of what it has done to you. But then you just, you take it on. But at the same time, like that's kind of what I'm saying, like going forward, because you know that feeling like, you know, oh my gosh, like I can just put this down. It's so easy. And the answer is right in front of me now because I had that aha moment mm-hmm. that, that kicked you in your ass that gave you that spark where we're raising our kids you can raise them that same way and 
you know that your children are doing right. You know, they're respectful. You know that you've done a good job. And then all that shit on the outside that you can't control starts hitting them. And then they start talking about like, you know, so-and-so is always in this group and they make fun of these people, but you know that your kid has the best intentions. But when you see outside kids doing fucked up shit and you can't control it, it is frustrating because your kid still feels the repercussions of it. And they almost like want to fit in like that, that sense of need to fit in. It like might still overtake what the hell you've already ingrained in them. But at the same time, they feel like shit if they don't fit in. So it's like, you want to, you want to tell them it's going to be okay. Like, Oh, what I've taught you the way you are. I'm proud of you. You're doing the right thing. And they can feel that, but at the same time, it's just like, well, I still feel like shit now because this girl doesn't like me or this, I don't fit in with this group of friends. And it's, it's such a tough balance because you, you know, especially like playing like the football coaching shit, you see all sorts of different kids that don't pay attention. Don't give a fuck. They're just rude, disrespectful. And you look at them like, man, if you're my kid, blah, 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 blah. But then you see, five other kids right next to him doing the same fucking thing and it almost makes you pissed off at the parents but then your kid has to suffer for bad parenting on other kids it, it's yeah, rough a tough, one. <clears throat> tough one but how much more I mean how much uh, more excited you get when it's your kid who does good though of course touchdown I'm fucking pumped i'm I'm excited when my fucking kid helps another kid up or shakes his hand i'm like that's where i'd tip my cap to him yeah good sportsmanship and all that super proud proud moments yeah and that's like parenting and stuff i mean me and todd were talking a little bit earlier about um like how parenting or having a kid like changes you right and how much it plays like a big factor and and i you know, it's funny because you like don't really know until the kid's here and you're like, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know, for me, like right away, it wasn't like a super big bond. I was like, holy fuck, I have a kid. You know, we went to the NICU, so it was kind of like, a, you know, turned into, hey, figure it out mode. You know, it wasn't like a bonding mode, but like once he was out, it took a minute. But then you're like, holy fuck, you're my kid. You know, you look like me see my calyx and shit and then you laugh and you know do stupid shit you think it's funny and then but like before you didn't really know like any of that like those feelings you had no idea mm-hmm. those feelings were even possible that you would be like I fucking love you kid like you're awesome I think like, that's like the first time in your life that you really truly understand what love is like yeah. I mean I mean you know you know, you're with your wife and you love her and you care a lot about her. Um, but, uh, but I mean, to hold your child for the first time is, is, is pure, pure love. Absolutely. It's like yeah. vulnerable too. Like yeah. you just, at that moment and as they go on too, like throughout the growing periods of your, of your child, it, it really allows you to kind of just, think back on moments because you compare like, okay, he's two. When I was two, this, this, and this. And 
you see them grow and you kind of compare how your life was at that stage. And it only just keeps going on and keeps going on. And then you're, you know, proud of the kid for doing better than you did when you were at that age or happy that your kid is not where you were when you were six, five years old. Like, and, and those moments really like those hit hard. Like it hits you over and over and over because it's just like, man, reassurance I'm doing good or gives me a little check. Like, I don't want you to do the same thing or live the same life that I did when you were that age. So I need to do better. Yeah, step up it. where you thought in your life, you know, you had gaps. You want to fill those gaps by, you know, making sure those kids don't have to feel those gaps. You know, so parenting's a weird thing <clears throat> with, you know, me and my wife went through IVF. You know, so it's kind of a long process and a long journey and stuff. So it's it's like, uh, you know, you want to have kids and then, you know, you can't have kids. And so that's a battle. And so you start debating if you want to have kids. And so you hear stories like, oh, yeah, what well, you have kids are the greatest thing in the world. They mean everything to you. Like they're, you know, and they kind of give you the good and the bad and everything. But they're like, it's so worth it. But not knowing that until you have one is weird so a lot of people you know they'll just do their thing have a kid where you have to like choose like hey i'm gonna spend all this money to have a kid not knowing what that feeling Mm -hmm. is like you know you want one but it's different because like hey i have to put all this time and effort and money into this having it do i want to go down that road you don't know but i'm so happy that i did because you know little robbie he's you know, makes me smile, like, sometimes out of nowhere. You know, oh, even yeah. if you're mad and shit, and I'm like, motherfucker, how do you even make me laugh like that? You're just <laughs> giggling over here while I'm, like, frustrated and, you know, mad about this or that in life, and he's over here like, ha-ha, that's funny. Like, it ain't funny, kid. What do you mean? And he starts giggling at you more, and I'm like, all right. I mean, okay, <laughs> so, before you... Before you even had your kid, how many times in your life did somebody come up to you and say, oh, it's, it's going to be so different when you have your own kid? Life changes so much when, you, when, you, when it's your own kid. Like you look at somebody else you know, raising their kids like, oh, my kid never act like that. My kid would never be like that. And Okay, you just wait. You wait and see what happens. <laughs> and you don't believe yeah. a damn word out of their mouth when they're saying it right then and there. Mm-hmm. But then come the day when you finally have your kid and man does your life change you know before i had either of my two kids you know i had customers all the time like oh these are my kids they show me pictures on their phone show me pictures on the wall and i didn't give two shits to look at their kids calm down because i'm about to fire text and i'm gonna start that text <laughs> with uh this is not Jaden's dad this is Jaden. <laughs> pretend like i'm Jaden. yeah tell me what's up motherfucker the funny thing is, like, Jane's current, her current boyfriend is on oh, the football okay. team I coach. Oh, so, so she goes I, all the practices or what? Grab some bench, oh. bitch. No, I'm just kidding. He's a good kid, though. Like, he, like, I've, you know, I've, he, he knows. Him. He knows that I've read their text. He hit me with the fucking, uh, or he was texting Jaden and hit her with some Justin Jefferson, like little 
gritty stuff, like stupid text. And at practice, like I was like, you better fucking catch that ball or I'm going to gritty all over you. Justin Jefferson. (laughs) And he looked at me and I was like, yeah, like, I know y'all talking. I know just Jefferson. I read the text and I know your dad's the other coach, but I'm fucking way bigger than him. So yeah, (laughs) you better understand to call you out. Yeah. I'm about to bench your ass. (laughs) <laughs> isn't that weird how like that parenting just comes out oh, oh yeah that's my daughter i even went and talked to him i was like so it's like i don't know if you know this but uh your son is talking to my daughter who's Braden's sister and he's like yeah and i was like well i've been reading their text and i just gotta tell you he seems like a good kid and he hit me instantly he's like well if he says anything out of line let me know so i can whoop his ass and I was there like, you go. my Respect. man, yeah. my okay. fucking man. All, All right, right. Yeah, you better because I'm bigger than you also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to learn today. But that's good. That's how you know it's probably a good parent. Like, they give a fuck about, like, other kids because they probably give a fuck about their kids. Like, I don't want somebody else, you know, if I'm worried about my kid going through this situation, like, I don't want my kid to put another kid through that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just good parenting. Like, if I'm over here, you know, having fun, you know, with niece or nephew or whoever, and having a good time with them, like, you know, you kind of see the other kids in the background and stuff. Like, you want them to have fun, too, you know? But also, you know, it's kind of like the same thing. Like, hey, you want to have people join in. But if also, if some neighborhood kid comes in and tries to bully them, be like, hey, pal, you better sit down. Don't be bullying this person. She's on my lawn. You know, oh, yeah. like she's having fun with, you know, my daughter, my son, like you mind your own business, pal. I have you know, a good feeling that underwear go over your head. Yeah. Might rip, <laughs> but you'll feel it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Floss your asshole with some blood. Yeah. But like, that's the shit I noticed just because like, I'm like, Hey, maybe I don't know them enough, but like, if you're around my people, like then fuck this little dweeb coming in the lawn thinking he's hot shit. No, 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 pal. I'm going to have you scoop up the poop in the backyard. If you want to fucking get real frisky, you know, put you to work. But See, and Todd, it's, it's like a different, it's like a different feeling though. Like having a girl. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a full on protective. Cause I, I, I have my feeling with Brayden and he's a little sensitive kid. Sure. But I know <laughs> if it came down to it, he could handle the shit and I could talk to him man to man and like eventually have that conversation with him. But when it's your daughter, it's just like, mm, mm, I'm going to puff my bit, chest a little bit more forgiving for sure. Oh yeah. You have a soft spot, but at the same time, it's like, I, yeah, I guess forgiving, but it's, you want to look at the other side and be like, what the fuck did you do? What, what did you do to hurt her feelings? Like, yeah, when they try and pull that manipulative bullshit of, oh, he, she did this or he did th-. No, 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 no. Let's start from the beginning. Let's go back. <laughs> Where did this start? Oh, you did what? Oh, speak a little louder when you tell me that part. Okay. Exactly. That's right. the best point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mumble through this fucking story. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you tell me. Well, I guess you got what you deserved, and we're going to learn from this moment, and we're going to move on, aren't we? All right, then. Yeah, dude, parenting, parenting's weird, because you don't realize it until <clears throat> it's here, or until you go through it or 
through those stages you don't even realize each one like i find myself like figuring out lessons that you guys have like told me or whatever through your stuff and i'm like oh okay like i can probably see that coming up soon or i can probably see you know that crossroads in a while like he's not one yet but i'm sure it's coming you know just by seeing all the nieces and nephews grow up and like hearing stories through all the parents and stuff like you just hear all that and i'm like all right i i have a good idea of what's coming i don't know but you know i mean you have a feeling you're, you're gonna be buying them condoms by three i tell you that <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> he's got a couple of buoys down there in my heart floating hot tub you can't just give those nuts out to anyone. Come on, man. Yeah, come Get on. your shit together. Here's a condom, though. You know what's super nice is, is <laughs> we'll all go through experiences that we'll all be able to relate to. But, Brad, you, you'll still have the experiences that on your own, you'll, you know, me and JP, won't, we won't be able to um, understand because we haven't gone through that ourselves. Yeah. yeah, you know, and for sure. Um, and you know, granted, we got kids that are older, but yeah. it every kid's different. And and my kid, anything with wheels, you can't keep them off of it. Oh yeah, dude, oh, he yeah, was he trying to it. figure out the trash yeah. can the other day because it's got wheels on that. He's like, "How do I climb on this thing and drive this mother down the road?" He's sending it. Yeah, he's trying to. <laughs> dude, I honestly believe a lot of that's like DNA. Because, I mean, just looking at, I don't know, like how your kid acts or what you see in him, like, oh, that's me. That's, you know, like, for instance, you know, I'll see some facial expressions or, you know, just something my kid does. And I'm like, I can't teach him that. He just does it. You know, like he'll just watch football. I think it's the greatest thing. Can't teach the kids that. Or like he'll fart and he'll start laughing. I think parts are hilarious, so I laugh too. But, like, it's, it's not something you teach the kid. Like, I feel like it's just ingrained in, like, the DNA. Like, some of it. Like, you know, Judd just rolling with the trucks. Like, I don't know if Robbie will be doing that, but he might. But it might just be, like, in your DNA. Like, he just loves to go fast. Adrenaline, you know? Like, who knows? It's weird, though. So, so there's definitely that, because I... I fully always tell Brayden, I was like, hey, you're just a potorf, man. Sorry. You yeah. do some nasty shit, and he just makes the grossest little fucking... You know I always try and toss stuff in a cup or just random yeah. little stupid challenges? Yeah, he, he just has that, and he, he nails it. But at the same time, Jaden, who's not my blood, she... I see so much of me in her that it just like blows my mind. And it's just like that's that's the imprint that I love. That's that's me. That's my reassurance that I am parenting at least the way that I want to. Like I see your values. I see all this, but I'll, at the same time, I see your sense of humor come through. I see your respect come through, and then I see your mannerisms come through. That I'm just like you. You just blew my mind that you acted the same way that I was thinking. Like you just, yeah. you just pulled it off and not in like a pat my own back. Like I'm doing a great job parenting, but the impact is there. If I wasn't there, she wouldn't be doing that. If oh, yeah. her, her mom wasn't there, she wouldn't be doing that. So they're very, whether they know it or not, 
they're not trying to replicate, like do exactly what you're doing. But I mean, you're around someone and you learn lessons from them. You're going to end up kind of acting like your parent. And just to see that, it was just like, oh, like proud moment. And yeah. with, with Braden, it's week on week off with Jaden. I have full time. Braden just has it. He just does the nasty shit. The funny stuff that just, I look at him, I'm like, you're a young me. And then Jaden's just like the same way, but right. not my blood. Right. And I'm sure she has like, you know, traits from, you know, her blood and stuff. And she has like manners and stuff she picks up from being her atmosphere and stuff. Like that's, I fully believe that hundred percent, you know? And, but honestly, like, it's cool that, you know, she'll pick up on some stuff. I mean, he's doing a good job having fun. I had- I had to whoop her ass in Yahtzee earlier because she rolled two Yahtzees on the first game. Well, yeah, I told yeah. her, this ain't over. Yeah, we'll play another. Three. And then I rolled, well, I didn't roll three, but I rolled two. And I right. I got a, I got a nice fucking three and four of a kind, but I had to let her know. I'm oh, still yeah. dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Take your belt off, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah well, whoop your ass if you beat <clears throat> me again. Yeah, man. It, it's It's wild being a parent you go through so much stuff you don't even realize and you kind of see stuff you don't realize. And, and honestly, you know, let me throw this out here. How much do you guys notice your life has changed? Like maybe not just like maybe day to day, but like, I don't know how much your life has changed in general. Like when having a kid. So, so first off, you know, um, I don't know about you guys, but when my daughter was born, I was I was an emotional wreck. I was bawling like a baby, literally. Um, <laughs> that was a good pun I threw in there, I thought. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I see you. Anyway. You know, her. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, yeah, I was, I was super emotional. And then uh, I started noticing, like, before, before I had a kid, you know, I'd watch a movie get to the emotional part, you know, old yeller dies. Sorry. If anybody hasn't seen the movie. Um, Weather alert. Um, I mean, that's, that's not the specific movie I'm thinking about, but I started getting emotional watching movies instead of just laughing at the sad moments. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it is weird. I, I cried at the good dinosaur. It's like family means like so much more. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I can imagine, you know, like, you know, tears like, me up. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, loses dad. That's a pretty hard moment. Yeah. You know? God damn! Spoiler alert again, man. I'm not talking about <laughs> that. Anyway, Is that a movie review. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of spoilers. Good <laughs> yeah, Lord, I apologize, everyone. <laughs> I apologize too. I I didn't mean to ruin the movies for you guys, but I mean, y'all do the price. Definitely, definitely hugely a lot more emotional. And I also, I care a lot more about uh, making sure my family's definitely taken care of before my needs. Um, Because, I mean, if they're always taken care of, I'm taken care of. True. Um, But to put that in perspective, Todd, like, if from before, no family, you know, maybe just even a wife, like, how much does it change from then? till when they're born and you're raising them and stuff like you're just almost like your outlook on life like no i don't need 
you know, some of the stuff's still there, like, you know, need trucks or whatever, but like, you know, like before, like I knew you were like, oh, dirt bikes and, you know, crotch rockets and all this stuff. And yeah. then Oakley's here and then it shifted a little bit. You like farming simulator, you know, for sure. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Best but, year. But I <laughs> might have to slightly agree with you, JP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I don't, I don't know if they came out with a 21, 23. I don't know. Anyway, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had to be. I just bought the 19, haven't got too into it. Anyway, no, I, uh, yeah. Before uh, before Oakley was born, yeah, I had shit. I owned three three bullet bikes, um, yeah. and I I still to this day love riding street bikes. Um, yeah, you know, I mean the speed, the G force, the I mean just the sound of the engine alone. I mean it's just there's nothing nothing like it out there that just kind of gives you that freedom, that sensation of I don't know raw power. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Try the combine in farming simulator yeah. seventeen. <laughs> the combine. Watch out with that loader. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be lifting oh, yeah. up hay bales. I got, I got, I got to share the story real quick. Uh, <laughs> we were, we were out of town. JP's over there playing Fortnite, just dominating. I, I think I brought in my extra TV. I brought up. I start playing farming simulator, just killing the mood. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, you want to, you want to try this? Piece? JP's like, what the fuck are you playing yeah. right now? I was you like, Dude, play this is the game. greatest game ever, man. I get to plow these fields, get to plant the crops, watch it grow, freaking come in, cultivate, you know, fucking sell it for money. I get to buy a new semi. I get to buy a new, get to buy a new combine. What's up? Dude, upgrading farming. <laughs> I never laughed so hard. No. Oh, you, gotta, yeah. you gotta watch this trailer. I mean, I grew up in Idaho, but man. I had JP play for like five minutes. I was like, dude, all right, all you gotta do, take this front end loader, mm-hmm. load up this manure, dump in this trailer, and literally, he was shoveling shit for five minutes, and he hey. was like. All right, I see how it could be kind of fun, but I'm gonna go right back to my game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm there. There's with a lot of shoveling shit. Yeah, he, he fucking gave me chores. <laughs> like, so you can get money for this, yeah, in the real world too. Well, I mean, well, okay. So I've heard I've heard you guys talk a lot about uh, um, video games. Yeah, and you guys play for the competition side of your guys' lives. I'm not that way. Um, okay. You know, I I play GTA Five and I do some RPG bullshit, and I'm not even online. Hey, those, those are fun yeah. though. True. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different enjoyment. You're like, hey, how much shit can I blow up, or how much trouble how much can I get in? in? But that's also competitive. Like, how much trouble can I get in before I get caught? Like, it's also competitive. It's just a different. Avenue. No, well, okay. So my competitive was I'm gonna drive this semi up the backside of Mount Chiliad. That's my Man. competitive. Wow. <laughs> how I mean, good of a driver barely. am I? Yeah, fuck Mount Rushmore, Mount Chiliad. Here we come. <laughs> <laughs> We're going up, folks. Not bad. <laughs> But still, the competitiveness, I think competitive is in everyone. You just channel it differently. You're like, man, I want to see this. I'm going to upgrade this loader so I can load up four hay bales rather than my one right now. Fuck this one loader. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you definitely try and, I mean, there's strategy in the farming game. You try and, uh, I mean, farm farm, yeah, farm as fast it. as you can because you <laughs> want to make as much money as you can so that way you can upgrade your equipment and shit and yeah, get your swather and start bailing hay you know but 
For me and P, it's different, though. We're like, hey, motherfuckers, you want to beat us in Madden, a strategy game where we're going to outplay you? Bring it. Because I want your best competition because we're going to... It's more like in time, like farming, you might be like, oh, I'm out strategized by building this and whatever, like long-term shit. Ours is on the fly. Like, we have to make the decision right now. I'm like, hey, P, he knows he can't keep her in that post pattern. He's got two guys in front of him. He's going to sit down right now, isn't he? It's wide open. And I'll push the button before he even sits down, and then he doesn't. I'm like, God damn, we're fucking good. You can't oh, yeah. stop us. Because I went through the combine farming simulator 17. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Taught him to sit down. <laughs> I'm I'm goddamn farming game out of this, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to go to a real combine, take it to Madden. Dude, I, I tell you what. I. Oh, shit, dude. You remember playing WWE? That was, oh, that was fucking. Dude, oh my gosh. Okay, so I was big into WWE back in the day. And me and my buddy Wes, he'd come over all the time. Me and him sit there and battle back and forth. Brad would show up. Our cousins show up. And this is what I'm talking about. The the competitive, mm-hmm. natural athlete asshole Brad is. <laughs> show up. We've been playing this game for weeks on end. Just getting better and better and better. And Brad shows up. Oh, reversal. Oh, reversal. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, throwing your ass off the top of this cage, bitch. <laughs> yeah, Dodd is like, taught me to like, come up on the cage, bro. And I was like, well, okay, this is what we're supposed to do. He's like, yeah. And then he tosses me off. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right. We go up there again. And all of a sudden, I was like, there's got to be something here with this right stick. And all of a sudden, I like flip it around. And I'm like, reverse. And I'm like, oh, shit. Toss him off. I'm like, yeah, all right. I figured it out, buddy. <clears throat> like, you what know. Prick. Yeah, that's that's why I'm not like. God's a break. You didn't even tell me the rules. You didn't even tell me the controls. Leg up till afterwards. He's like, all right, this is how you do it. I'm like, all right. But we had some good times though. That reminds me when when we were in Chicago and you started whooping Chris Train's ass on UFC. Oh yeah, full full mountain. And then, I mean, Brad is. This was our boss, by the way, at the time. Brad had never really met him. And we were in Chicago. We just drove fucking a full day. Within a week, yeah. Brad is just whooping this guy's ass at UFC. <laughs> and he brought the game. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> he brought the game. He, he brought everyone's the game. Ass, like, All right. Brad just full mount. Oh, the, he was getting so mad. He's like, oh, you couldn't do that in real life. And I was like, I didn't know Brad at the time. Like, <laughs> But Brad uh, proved to him that night that it wasn't just in the sticks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, real life, like fuck, all right, fuck. you want to go for it okay bink <laughs> oh yeah dude look Too i mean if you, if you knew brad's dad i mean you you just you know better i flexed on him once yeah i thought that's that 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 a terrible idea did he <laughs> just just push your head away gently and like potter if you don't want none of this no brad was yeah. like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> i'm getting spicy for no reason yeah. Oh, yeah. We to you or your dad? No, I was getting spicy to Brad's dad. Oh, at the oh yeah. All right. I know. I was like, Pete, what, what are you mad about? And he's, you know, a little drunk. You know, my dad was pretty calm. Like, hey, you know me. Like, we're cool. No, I was fucked up. Let's yeah, not let's up. not sugarcoat it. <laughs> I was fucked up, and and me and Big Rob. I mean, he's always. I wasn't like actually trying to get hostile. At least I think so, but I probably was. 
but I figured I was like, hey, hey, I'm playing, right? And Brad's just like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I'm probably about to get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you don't want to do this. He was like, I think you said something like you thought he said something to you. And I was like, I don't think that's what he said. Here. Yeah, I think so. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. And I don't think that you want to go down that road either. Because <laughs> first of all, I don't have your back. Yeah, like I don't know how to, man. Like my dad, and you know, he's not trying to hurt you, you know, and he's a big fella. I can't like stop him. He's got such a loud, deep voice, too. I know. So, so one of Rob's favorite stories for me to tell is is the one time it took me to cross him. That was it. Crossed him one time, never again. Not another time in my entire life. And I hung up on him. Oh, <laughs> it was over the phone. Big comment is there. Oh, yeah, I'll show you, Rob. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when he face to face. Oh, yeah. I mean, a, a little talk to me like that, Rob. Click. <laughs> a little defense. I, all I was asking for was a ride home. Brad ditched me. He left me at school. I don't remember that. It's okay, Brad. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. <laughs> but, uh, but... <laughs> I, I, I called Rob a few times, and that's that's the underplay the the story. But uh, last time, finally, I was like, all right. I said, I'm walking home. And I hung up on Rob. And this has been an hour and a half since I called him. Well, maybe an hour-ish. Uh, since I called him the first time, so uh, at this point I'm just I'm just frustrated. I say goodbye to what friends are left at the school, and I'm about ready to walk to my grandparents' house. And as soon as I walk outside, ooh, there's Rob. He's pulling in. All right, cool. I got to ride home. I don't have to walk. And he's got the window down. He's got his giant ass arm hanging out the side. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Hey, Rob. Hey, Todd. I'm like, ooh. I jump Back. in. Yeah, get in. Man, he grabs a hold of me. You want to hang up on me again? I said, oh, shit. I fucked up. <laughs> I was looking for a ride time. Come on, Rob. Don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I'd never been so fucking scared. I thought about jumping out of the car when it was moving. Like I, was, I, I And I froze. I froze until we were moving. You had a better yeah. chance of surviving that. No, he, he grabs his. He had the Motorola Razor at the time. No, that skinny flip phone. Mm, oh yeah. He throws out down on the center console. Boom! You want to call your mommy? <laughs> <laughs> With a Y. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I picked it's that phone up off the. Guaranteed. I picked that phone up off the floor so gently. I mean, two finger holding this thing. I didn't want that thing to break in my hand. That yeah, just got, after it got suplexed to the ground, I gently set it on the center console. Like you're trying not to leave fingerprints. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my apologies, sir. Dude, I didn't, I didn't say sorry. I didn't say yes sir no sir i, I just shut the fuck yeah. up all the way home as soon as we got home my my fucking ass was upstairs fucking hiding uh, <laughs> like, I, the covers props <laughs> didn't say shit about it for like two weeks <laughs> so fucking scared that was the uh, one time i ever crossed that big man you're right. terrified for a call to drop next time you talk to him yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, oh. i swear to god rob i swear to god it dropped 
Oh, yeah. Who's the service we got? Please. I'll call you right back. I only got like two bars right here. I'm gonna make sure I got at least four. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm letting you know. Here's yeah. the drops, all right? I'm no, in I'll text you. Yeah, in the gymnasium. I walk outside as you get four bars. Fuck. I got a spare satellite phone just in case. Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. One too many times with that man. Man, yeah, growing up that man. I mean, he's he's an awesome dad. But he's scary as fuck sometimes. I'm like, Jesus, Dad. <clears throat> like, when I was little, we'd be, you know, in the store or something. I'd be, I don't know, acting a fool, just being a stupid little kid. And he'd come up, little Spock, he used to call it, and, like, grab your neck and, like, squeeze a little bit. Like, hey, I told you to settle down. And I was like, fuck. I don't know if I can move right now. I think I'm paralyzed from the waist down. But, yeah, yeah I'll settle down. Picked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll settle down. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Like you never had to like whoop my ass because you were always like, "Fuck, he's gonna whoop my ass if I keep fucking up." He could very easily. I saw the Spock and I couldn't move, so obviously you whoop my ass. You know, so they like, didn't have to. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna be a good kid because I don't want that, whatever that is." But that's the thing; it wasn't even like a full threat of like I'm in danger. Like you're gonna whoop my. Ass. It's just, I know you can, and I'm gonna listen to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that fear of the of the unknown kind of like you know. Uh, he he was telling me stories about his childhood, and so like what his dad would do is, uh, you know, if he disrespected his mom or didn't do a chore or something like that, all right, go to your room, and you knew a few hours later. When he was coming upstairs, and you heard him, you heard pops coming up the stairs. That's what that's, this is all Rob's story. You yeah, knew he was coming. He get to that door, he turn that knob, and you're you're just Brand. scared. Yeah, you're just scared shitless. You're just. I hope room, I just get an ass chewing. But your room is spotless. Oh yeah, you clean that up. Like, hey, I might whip my ass less if I have a clean room. Yeah. <laughs> no, it only takes like. You know, once, twice, whatever, like, you know, for me as a kid, like, my dad didn't have to tell me a bunch of times because, like, listen, he's not saying, like, yeah, he did tell me to settle down, and I probably should because I'm probably acting like a fool. Like, he wasn't, like, unreasonable about shit. You know, right. like, oh, you drank my last beer. Fuck you. You know, like, he would just be like, no, you're fucking being a clown in the store, knocking shit off shelves, like, cut it out. You know? <clears throat> and... Dude. Like, with, with him, you know, he was always, like, he would fall through, like, same shit. If I was an asshole at the store, and he'd be like, even if you did that, and I kept acting out, I'd be like, listen, I already told you, when we get home, I'm whooping your mm-hmm. ass. And I was like, fuck. Didn't matter if I was the best kid from then on out, if I did everything right, followed all the rules. No, when I still got home, like, I was an asshole before it. You know, it was like, no, you, there's consequences for your actions. You don't just get a, hey, be on your best behavior and it solves everything. It's kind of what it teaches you. I mean, when you get older, you don't realize when you're a kid. But when you get older, you're like, fuck, all right. There's consequences. Even if you fuck up, you can't just be like, oh, hey, thanks, guys. Everything's better now, right? No, it ain't. I, I realized that with my son growing up in a different household half the time is mm-hmm. because I can see through parenting bullshit. And when they call yeah. me and tell me that they have stuck to their guns, I'm like, nah, no, you haven't. Because I don't 
fucking hit my kid. Like I haven't had to. I have a stern fatherly presence and they always tell me you're the only one that he listens to. I just can't deal with him. I don't know how to deal with him. Blah, 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 blah. He won't talk to anyone but you. I'm just like, well, it's because I've done the same thing since he was young. And here he is now, you know, seven, eight years later, and he's still doing the same shit to you. I just got a call the other day. I texted you about it when it was going on. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I can't believe that my son is 10 years old and I'm still getting this particular call. The, I don't know what to do with him. He's just acting out. I talked to him on the phone for 10 minutes and I'm like, dude, we just had a, a regular conversation that I'm used to having. And here you guys are. Don't know what to do with the kid. He's out of control. And I'm Panic. Like, yeah. Start to start. I, I even like started parenting his mom <laughs> because so here's what she, you got to do. Yeah. Like she initially <laughs> called me bawling and just talking all this. And I like stopped her in the middle of what she was saying. I was like, okay, well, this is what you should have done. This is what, like where you need to be a parent and not just try and negotiate or argue or whatever. Like, you have to take control over this. Like you're not an asshole for doing that. You're fucking a parent. Like you are the one teaching this kid what is going on. Why do I have to teach you to teach him this lesson? Dude. And I'm his... no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I just want to say like I come off as like the asshole to them. I'm just like, no, I'm I'm the one teaching our son. Yeah. I'm the one that apparently he only talks to and I'm the asshole. Okay. I'm the one who sets boundaries and lets him know the division between parent and child. Yeah. Parent and friend. There's too many parents <clears throat> out there who were flirt with the line of being a friend. Best friend. Yeah. Like you don't, you want to be like cool with your kid and be their friend, but you don't want to be their best friend. Cause they don't respect you. You have to be like, Hey, I've done this shit. I'm here to teach you shit. I'm here to help you through life. I'm not here to be your best pal. Like that's not what we're here for. And too many people are like, Oh yeah, I want to be your friend. So tell me all your secrets and sure. Yeah. You're only 12 years old, smoke weed, or, you know, you can do whatever. Like, it to me, it's not cool because you're not being their friend. You're being their shithead 12-year-old friend. You're not being their and, parent, you know? Like, you got to teach them the, the shit that they're going to need to know down the line. But it's, like, worse than being, like, your your kid's best friend who's into a bunch of bad shit. You're your kid's best friend who they're looking up to. So you're showing them that that's okay. Like I can, I can accept a best friend or bad friend getting you into some type of shit. And that's the the path that you decide to go. What I won't accept is someone that I look up to is like, okay, you're going to parent them half the time, but then you go down the same path and make him not, respect you that way i i won't put up with that because it's not you're not parenting at that point you are getting along and then you come to me just so flabbergasted oh he listens to you well well yeah maybe listen to what i tell you because he respects you and respects your opinion he probably doesn't respect your opinion i mean you know it is what it is 
you can take it for what it is but like at the end of the day you have to be able to command respect from your child like hey listen i gave birth to you like i've been you know i'm 20 30 years older than you i've been through shit i know how life works i'm here to help you i'm not here to be your friend and be like oh hey let me get you this shit because you think that that's cool you want to go tuck your weenie nah, nah, nah. like you know you're fucking two years old you don't need to be doing that shit <laughs> Sorry, I didn't toss that in, but... Taking your weenie at three? <laughs> Listen, I know, it's a whole thing. Target knows all about it, dude. Target's you like, yeah, duck your weenie. weenie. You're fucking two years old. Duck her in, pal. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I had to get a little shot at Target, but... <clears throat> like, you know what's good for your kid, right? And if you're parenting the kid and you're like, I just can't handle you. I just don't know what to do with you. Well, fucking figure it out. That's the cold hard truth. Figure it the fuck out. Because guess what? If P wasn't around, what are you going to do? You're just going to oh, let him run rampant and let the fucking be like, ah, I, listen, sorry, kid, but uh, I just didn't know what to do at the time. So sorry you ended up this way when you could have been like, hey, let's talk, you know, like, let's figure something out. Or you can be like, hey, quit being a fucking shithead and listen to me before I whoop your ass. You know, like, there's something, a little bit of fear. You don't need to be an asshole and whoop their ass every day because of this and that. But, like, if you're like, hey, you're fucking up, kid. If you think you got it together and you think you're the fucking big bad chat, let's see what you got. You know, you're not going to hurt the kid or anything. But, like, okay, what are you going to do, kid? Like, you know, you don't have it all figured out. And I don't either. But I'm here to help you. I'm not here to be your friend, but I'm here to parent you through this shit and tell you what's right and wrong or what I believe is right and wrong. You know, like it's not about being their friend and being like, oh, well, tell me all your drama and let me help you out through your, you know, fourth grade girlfriend. Yeah, you can be there for that, but like you ain't going to let that be your parenting style. Fuck no. The crazy thing is like I've established this point of they won't talk back disrespect like you know that presence of just like mm. yeah all you have to do is give a look and it's just like hope they're gonna shut up and they're gonna listen yeah but be- because it's not the- let me jump in real quick p parents they think that if they do that that they're bad parents or that Fuck no or that the world will view them or cps has come knocking the door no just because you command respect from you know, a kid or a nephew or a niece or your kid doesn't mean that you're an asshole. You're just like, no, like, listen, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you out. So you're going to listen to me. You know, well, the thing is like, on from the outside looking in, if, if people see that and they're, they see, you know, your kids are just being obedient and listening to what you have to say. And if you're in a, a crowd of people at a birthday party and you give your kid the look or a snap, then they just chill out. They think, yeah. oh my God, he's, you know, it must be rough. He's beating him at home. There. Dude, how, like, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Potter. No, you're good. How, how nice is it to have that loaded gun in your arsenal? Like that look of, hey, knock it off. Yeah, and, because. And they stop. They're like, oh shit, I better stop or I'm going to get it. you mm-hmm. damn right you will. Yeah. And they, they just, do they turn a corner? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm good. No, I'm- the thing is, like, is like you earn that, yeah. and not like a, not like a, oh, I have control over my kids, but 
No, they understand that I won't put up with certain shit, and I haven't had to spank or even I like very rarely even yell at my kids. Now, like early on, I had to teach them certain things, and not like teach them whoop their ass, but it was just like, hey, this is what you're not gonna get get away with. This is like not a gray area. This is the rules, and these are gonna be established. Yep. And they're not unreasonable. But at the same time, I've had the craziest, like, especially when they get older, like in-depth conversations about what's going on in their lives. So not only do they fear the snap and the dad look and God forbid the dad voice, if it has to come out, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. I mean, it's a thing. And they just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I guess I'll do whatever you say. But they come and talk to me and I'm just good at communicating with them because I gave a shit enough to not only let you like not be a piece of shit kid, but comfortable enough that you can come talk to me. And so when you see the outside people looking in and you know, you have them judgy eyes, look at you just be like, Oh God must be rough being that kid's, you know, being that kid living in that household, blah, blah, blah. But then you're like, you you have no idea the conversations that me and my kids have. Like, no idea. Yeah. First of all, fuck those parents. Because, first of all, you guys do the same thing, but it's just your boss. Oh, if I don't show up today, I'm going to get fired. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, you still have that fucking fear today. So don't act like, oh, this kid has a little bit of fear because, yeah, he's going to have an uncomfortable conversation when he gets home. Or he might get a spanking. You know, like, there's consequences for your actions. And that is, if you don't learn it from your parents, you're going to learn it from life. Because life is going to teach you that every fucking day. Like, hey, you act this way, these are your consequences. Or There's every action, there's a reaction, right? So if you don't show up for work so many times, yeah, you probably get fired. <clears throat> if you ever hear, you know, I don't know, fondling the fucking hostess or whatever, like, you're probably going to get fired. There's consequences for your shit. So if you're over here, like, looking at your kid, like, if you just look at them like, hey, motherfucker, cut it out. Because they know when they get home, like, I don't want to disappoint dad because, you know, he's always there for me. He's always done everything for me. And, and I'm acting out of line because I just am being a dumbass. And I realize I'm being a dumbass. Like, I don't want to do that. I want to disappoint dad because I shouldn't be acting like that. And people might be like, well, let kids be kids. Yeah, you can let kids be kids. But there's also rules and there's also like a certain amount of like respect and like things you have to like follow to be a decent fucking human being there's a time and a place for everything you don't act like a, a smart ass there's a time for it and place for it we're not necessarily being a smart ass but just joking around having fun yeah do it in the basement with your friends you know like yeah and, and um you know at the grocery store yeah out, out at dinner say. Is is not the time to be a smartass. It's not time to be goof around and, you know, act like a a good kid. You know, you know, sh- show people that you you have respect for yourself and and for others too. 
Yeah, for others, it's a big one because you're like, hey, I know these people probably spent or <clears throat> coming out. They plan this night out. They probably are going to spend good money to come out. And they want to have a good time. And I want to let them have a good time. I don't want my shit have a child to be like screaming the whole time. Just because I have to deal with that doesn't mean that I want to ruin everyone else's time. Because their time is their time. And I don't want to destroy it because I'm an asshole and I never taught my kid to be quiet or respectful in public. I'm like, no. Like, I have a good kid who's going to respect other people's time. Yep. Oh, yeah. One of the, the proudest little tiny moments was when Braden held the door open for a lady going into the gas station, he opened it up go. and he said, ladies first. And she was an older lady, probably like in her sixties. And she was just like, look back at him, like surprised by it. And it was just like a, a normal thing that I had, you know, told him, you know, respect, just open the door for, for ladies. And he just did it naturally. Chivalry. And then she, yeah, chivalry. She turned and said that to him. She's like, "Well, you are a nice young man," and I was just like, boy. Yeah, you are." And he was like, "Fucking ecstatic about it." But then it led him to do it more. After that, it was like he was almost like seeking a compliment, like just, "Oh, I got complimented for doing this," but it became routine. Uh, and I would always give him, you know, pat on the back, like "At a boy, at a boy." That's awesome. I mean, it's. Um, positive reinforcement, you know, mm-hmm. when they, when yeah, they, uh, like when it. they receive something good for doing something good. And, and that's, uh, and that's a big part of being polite. You know, if, uh, Oakley, she's, you know, uh, very good at saying please and thank you. And, uh, you know, when she was y- even younger, you know, she'd go with, grandma grandpa or aunt and uncle or whoever and they're like gosh your kid is awesome like as far as saying please and thank you and it's just it's not even something me and my wife really like i mean we intended it for it to happen but it was just kind of like second nature for us to mm-hmm. hey you you know you say please you say thank you and it wasn't like a big <clears throat> discussion that you had no like let's instill this in them uh, just, it, it's more like, hey, you you treat people the way you want to be treated. Like you want, if you want to do something for someone, you want them to say thank you. Like you better say thank you. Like when someone does something for you, like hey, thank you, I appreciate that. It took your time, and you know you didn't have to do that, but you did. So thank you. And you want the same respect. So like you're just teaching that at a younger age. Like hey, just say thank you. And they might realize it when they're older. They probably don't when they're a kid, but you know they will when they're older. I'm like yeah, it's just a habit, just what I do and. Um, you know, and then you realize that like, oh, I, I say thank you because I really mean it. So yeah. And that, that's one thing that I got to give my wife props for is, is she is very much similar to me as far as like the unspoken need to have your kids be that way. Like you can't have your kids be little shits and it's kind of like I want them to be that way. And so does she to the point where if we see like little signs of, Hey, you could have done this better or could have done anything like she's as much on top of it as I do. So they show her the same respect so that I don't have to get on their ass. If they show mom disrespect, because they know showing mom disrespect is the same thing, if not worse than showing me disrespect 
it's one thing to show me disrespect. I, I can take it and I can, you know, talk to you about it, whatever. Yeah, I'll correct you. You, you, you show my wife disrespect? <laughs> You're going to learn today. That's not yeah, only you learn mother, how much she does for your ass, motherfucker. Yeah. Come on. That's, that's not your mom. That's my wife. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Your mom's secondary, pal. Right. Mm-hmm. Better fucking shape so, up. Let me ask you guys this. Um, what as a kid did you guys do that you would never <clears throat> let your kids go do? So, like, for me, we used to go canal swimming all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, there's and, no way. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. And then you find all these little things, like with little suck holes to go underneath, like the drains for a canal. You know, I'd float under the bridges. I'd float under under bridges until I came out the other end. No way. Dude, dude, I used to go with me and Max. You know, we lived in Washington, but we'd go to my grandparents like every, every other weekend, every weekend, something. And we'd be. Riding bikes, you know, down at the park, getting in fights, all sorts of shit. In Washington? Yeah. Like, growing up, we would just get in fights at the park, some clown kids. You know, we'd go out, and we'd be out till, like, dark. From whenever till dark, and then, you know, we would just come home and be like, oh, hey, you guys have fun? Like, they'd be like, hey, you guys are out a little late. <clears throat> there was no phones or anything, so I just had to expect that we'd come back. But, like, we got in so much fucking <clears throat> trouble all the time, like. You know, you know, fucking kids are. He's even worse in in Washington. Like those fuckers were mean. They always talk shit, and they get mad if you'd beat him at stuff. I beat him in basketball or pool or whatever. They'd be like, "Oh well, go outside, dude." I'm like, "All right, motherfucker." Like we nowadays, I don't think you know it'd be that way. But I probably wouldn't let my kid run out from like I don't know morning until it gets dark and well, not I- even hear from him. Like maybe not. I mean, even, you know, where we live. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily even mean, maybe not this neighborhood, but, you know, some of the uh, in-town neighborhoods. Yeah, some of them. I mean, could you imagine letting your kid stay out until streetlights came on? No, but that that was so normal. It is. That, it that was, was normal. I know. That, he, that's he's part of out there seeing by drugs. You can't let that happen. Like I said, 90s kids. <laughs> I'm still a yeah, 90s exactly. kid, asshole. Ah, okay, I'll give it to you, man. I'll give it to you. You squeaked in. I squeaked in the 80s. You squeaked in the 90s. Well, I, uh, I'll be 30 next month, so. Congratulations. Or not next month, the month after. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hey, nah, well, uncongratulations. Yeah. Well, fuck you, too. Where's your binky, Tom? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go grab your pacifier, you little puss? <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Why do we have fucking infants on this podcast? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just kidding, Todd. You could probably beat my ass. <laughs> oh. It's funny because I was only like a couple years younger than us. And we're, <laughs> we just got to throw it out just because like when you when you grow up together, you know, like it's not like they're always like the little kid you remember. But like, you know, like, you know, at one point they were that little asshole. You're like, fuck you, dude. You know, well, but then they grow up and they're like, fuck, dude, I love you. But, you know, I don't know. Part of it's always like, ah, well, maybe we'll laugh a little bit because you're always that little asshole for a minute. Dude, Brad put me in a chokehold. I thought I was going to fucking die. 
I, I uh-huh. mimicked him. I was like, me, me, and then he fucked, that's it. And he <laughs> came <laughs> after me. I fucking tried to dart up the stairs. He caught me so quick. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was born in the 80s, you prick. Be <laughs> with this how fast I get. I don't realize how fast, but when I'm mad, maybe I should run my 40 yard dash when I'm furious. But all of a sudden, yeah. the speed comes up. He was like, holy fuck, I didn't know that fast. Yeah, I didn't realize I had to fucking get out of bed that quick. Wow. <laughs> just something comes over and I'm like, fuck, dude, I am why are you making me this mad? <laughs> it's probably not how you should think, but I'm like, you made you me this mad. Him. I'm fuck you. I'm so mad right now. You're making me act this way. But I don't want to choke you out right now, Todd. But goddamn you <laughs> God damn, these demons won't let a hold of you. I, I'm not doing it. Honestly, I was I was a shithead back when I was little. Uh, when I was a kid. A little bit. And yeah. I mean, I just um I'll blame it a little bit on my mom. My mom always told me she, you don't have to be the biggest, strongest, but you gotta have you just gotta be quick witted. Super yeah. quick witted. Because if you make those bullies or assholes or whatever feel like they're stupid. They're gonna stop picking on you because they're gonna feel retard, you know, dumb for. They're gonna, have, they're gonna have to think about it. Yeah, they're gonna feel dumb for for you being so quick, and so I took that as basically a challenge. Like, all right, I'm gonna be so quick witted. All I'm gonna do is just piss people off. It's been my best weapon my whole life. That was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was not the greatest idea. For, for some of the people. And Brad was definitely not one of those people. You the smart mouth. Well, Todd was like disrespectful smart mouth when he was young, you know? Like, you know, <laughs> and like we'd just talk a bunch of shit and like, listen, you know, like some of the shit he'd say, I'm like, dude, you're a little guy. I'm going to beat you up. Just stop, you know? And then he keeps going. I'm like, fuck, man, he don't learn. How do I teach him? All right. I'm and, then, you know, yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna push that button. Like, all right, don't push that button. I'm gonna trick you out. But I was just doing what you were doing. I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's not a bad thing, you know, to teach a kid that. But you also got to teach him other things. You can't just let him roll on that. You gotta be like, hey, but you also got to be respectful to people. You yes. know, because that was a big thing that my dad taught me. And like, you were disrespectful as a little kid, and I was always like, God damn it! Like, you know, and I would just see him do that. I'm like, you can't say that, Todd disrespectful because i it was such a big thing growing up and then he i don't know what what you know set a few things off is like him saying shit to my dad and i was like we don't say that to my dad you know more of a protection thing and then you know but again like you know todd you you, a younger kid and you know going through shit in his life and but you don't realize that when you're a few years older i'm like i'm going through my own shit dude you know and i'll i'll say this Back when I was a younger kid, I mean, I definitely grew up in a different household where, you know, I could definitely could give my dad shit. Honestly, looking back to the days where I was giving Rob some shit, like I, you know, I would go back and smack the shit out of myself. You don't say that to him, dude. You'll fucking die. Yeah, oh, I kept God. telling Todd with my eyes, and I'm like wide eyed, like, what the fuck, Todd? You don't say that shit. No, no, no. no, no. Brad's trying to save your ass. No, look at me, Todd. Look how wide my eyes are. Don't say that shit. Well, I, okay. So, the couple of years when the Steelers went to the Super Bowl against the Hawks, the Rob Hawks takes lost. the football seriously. If the Hawks lose, yeah. you don't you don't joke around about anything with Rob. You just leave him alone. 
and he'll be all right in a few minutes or a few hours, whatever. You just you just let him come around to you. Yeah, and you don't let your favorite team become the Steelers, who they're playing in the Super Bowl and lose to that same day. You know, yeah, especially crack. when the loss was <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah, a little controversial, a lot of passive interference going on, but it's fine. Anyway, careful, <clears throat> Rob might be downstairs. You so, yeah, he's probably finally. got a cup to the door right now. You never know. No, <laughs> I, dude, I. Oh, yeah. Me and, I heard that. What do you mean, Steelers? Me and my mom were watching the game in the other room. I came out fucking dancing every time the Steelers made a touchdown. Looking back to this day, if I would have done that shit, like, I mean, looking at me, like, if my kid was doing that shit to Rob, I'd be like, dude, we got to fucking go. Yeah, it's we, You're being a disrespectful little asshole, and I can't believe you'd act like that. Smack yeah, him upside the head on the way out the door. You're a f- you're you're lucky to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. to have one more shot, or you would have been done. I mean, the household was full of Seahawks fan, well, and yeah. I was just being being an asshole. But you learn, some- like I said, you learn. There's a time for it, and there's definitely not a time for it. Right. One thing about kids, they'll they'll test the limits. They'll they'll push it as far as they can to be like, all right, well, okay, I guess I can't get away with it on this stage. I don't even remember how old I was, like the exact age, but yeah, I I was pushing the fucking limits. Well, let's yeah. just say that every year after that was a blessing, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'm blessed to be alive. I thank God every day. I'm still here. You know, Big like Seahawks fan. <laughs> yeah, after this day, you know, go Seahawks. <laughs> no, nah, it's funny to see like Todd's reaction to that because, you know, looking back, you know, on on times he was, you know, he wasn't that bad half the time, and then other times he was like just a disrespectful shithead. And to me, it didn't make sense. But if you don't grow up on that and you don't get that like preached to you, like you don't really know. And that's where it's it's kind of dawning on me now is, you know, maybe your mom was like, "Hey, stand up to bullies doing this," but you also got to teach kids multiple lessons so they don't just take one and be like hey let me just run with this like i'm ricky bobby if you ain't first you're last you know and be like hey you told me that like maybe you know you got to teach them like different aspects like i know me and p we've talked i mean i don't know probably a lot on like the foundation you know of like of like you've got a strong foundation like of respect and like hard work and you know family and whatever you want to build on like that's a good foundation but if you're built on like well i gotta maybe act this way or i gotta do this or i'm only gonna stand to bullets by being witty but i'm being asshole like that doesn't give you anything to like stand on and you don't have to learn that till you're later till later on in life and then it's be a harder lesson yeah it's a harder lesson and then you know when you could have learned that when you were a kid and you could have you know progressed maybe in a different path but that i mean that's just life though isn't it you just learn how you learn. I mean, Todd's fucking awesome now. I never thought in a million years, like, I would see this Todd just by growing up. And I'm like, fuck, Todd, you don't say that shit, man. Like, what in the fuck? You, you know, like, so many nuts? times I'm like, man, are you nuts? Like, I might, I'm scared well, for you because you might get hurt. Because if I said that, it'd be game over. The, when, How old were you, Todd, when you started DirecTV? Because so, so I, I worked for Dish Network first. Yeah, so you um, came on a ride along with me as like the first little training experience. So I started, okay, so I did Dish Network from 
2012 to 2016, then from 2016 to 2020 is when I lost my job. So, so that was mid started COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, so, COVID's the reason why I lost my job, which is bullshit because they just took advantage yeah, cool, of cool Fauci. You're cool. Yeah. Anyway, so I remember you uh, coming on a ride along with me, and. You just had the attitude like, yeah, like I already know what I'm doing because you work with Dish for years before that. I was a, I was an area trainer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let the, oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, that that Let that the record state, all right? Yeah. Area trainer. You were my daddy, Paul. <laughs> I, was, I was your daddy, and you didn't listen to daddy. <laughs> <laughs> area trainer, you know, you know. But it was just like, like I, I knew you had experience. And, but from that, like, from that day, like, I, I liked you. And it was weird, like, talking to you now because this is years later. Mm-hmm. But just knowing you from the first day that you were there riding along with me, it's just like, well, the, the Todd that you speak of, Brad, like, I didn't see like disrespect. Like, Todd always listened to me to an yeah. extent, but. He also was just like, didn't overstep and he like give a shit. Like, that's the one thing that like, <laughs> I always drove you though to actually give a shit. And you, you wanted to be better than me so bad. I did. Oh, yeah. No, and, and competitiveness. Okay. So, yeah, I, okay. See, everyone's got it. So they, they had, I won't name any names, but oh, yeah, they, they had a couple technicians transfer over from Dish. And become direct TV guys. And they they didn't work out. Yeah. And that's because they got used to cutting corners and not doing their job the right way. And and honestly never worked out, that motherfucker. As uh, as a as a trainer, you know, if my shit looked bad, I had technicians up my ass all the time. Like, oh, you wanna tell me how to do my job, but you're gonna do this shit right here? So mm-hmm. I had to up my game. I had to become the best technician as fast, uh, like efficient technician as I could be. And I know our supervisor, mine and your supervisor, when I showed up, he had a hard time letting go of the past of the other dish, dish techs that came over. Because he's like, oh, this is just going to be another one of those situations. He's just going to... Mm-hmm cut corners i'm gonna have to retrain him blah 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 and it wasn't like that no i did my job to the best of my abilities and me and him actually got into an all-out argument like me screaming at him him screaming at me because here i was trying to do the job to the best of my ability and he you know and then and that's kind of how the managers are supposed to be is they come up and they nitpick whatever bullshit which is fucking wrong because it drives down your um, more your your more motivation. motivation. I don't know um, your morale. That's what it is. Anyway, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not blaming him. And honestly, you know, if I seen him at the bar or whatever, I'd buy him a beer absolutely. But he finally he understood. He uh, my my van was messy was the problem not my work my van and that's because i was ripping off 
hundreds of feet of cable off people's houses and redoing it. So you know you went through to get that van messy. Yeah, oh yeah. And you're going to yell at me because my van's messy? But have you have you seen the quality of work I'm doing right now? Anyway, he came to an understanding that he's like, wow, you actually care what I'm saying. Because instead of sitting there, okay, uh, I'm sorry, all right, yeah. He said he's never had a technician ever talk to him like that, which went to show him I actually give a shit about my quality of work, which Thank blew God. his mind. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a lost art. Well, I, and I mean, you know, if your boss yells at you today, you're just I, I, maybe not for you guys, but for for a lot of people, if your boss yells at you, you put your head down. You're like, all right, yeah, yeah, I, I can do better. You want to prove him wrong? Oh well, because yeah, half the time you know you're fucking up, or you know you're not doing your full shit. You know? I, dude, I felt like I was doing a better job than I ever had. But yeah, J- I mean, JP, you showed me. You showed me a lot of cool tricks, a lot of time-saving tips, whatever. And, you know, honestly, it made me into a better tech. And well, I had I had the people, I feel like, the people side of it down. So I, I'd always kind of relate to customer and, and build a rapport with them and whatever. Hey, you are selling sound bars and shit. Oh, I was selling yeah. sound bars. I was oh, trying to sell me one. I was like, <laughs> you want the sound bar? <laughs> like, hey, you want this uh, you want nice GMI audio quest? Yeah. Like, Six megahertz. The good thing about back then was I felt like there was such a, a competitiveness, back to your point, a competitiveness in the shop to be the best like you wanted to be this good this good there's a standard that was set yeah and when you came in i knew you were like just as experienced as me but i knew i had the reputation so like i had like a a driving point like hey you want to be as good as me do this do this prove it prove it and that was one thing like you and cueto were the two people that like took to it and just wanted to Week in and week out, we had tech of the month. We had all this dumb shit, but it was enough to push you to the point where you wanted to get the best out of yourself. I don't think and, I ever got tech of the month. Just saying. Nah, well, I did. Nah, I know you but did. Anyway, fucking fucking <laughs> <having him>. trophy <laughs> ass bitch over there. <laughs> 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 First off, I got a trophy so much I need to build another shelf. But I digress. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but I will say that you had you had that drive in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it pissed you off when I would do little subtle jabs like, oh, well, I'll take care of it because Todd can't. Or something just stupid. Like I knew you were just as good as me. And hell. At that point in time, like I was driven. So driven to the point where, like, I don't want to be beaten, and I'm, I'm gonna give you the tools, even though you already have them. But I'm not gonna let you beat me. Well, mm-hmm. gotta be uh, the best, take out the best. So I, I'm a big believer in if you don't, if you feel like you can't learn anymore, if you're the best, and that's all there yeah. is to it. Well, you're just gonna start getting worse. Yes. Yeah. Um. You you can always learn learn more i feel like with with just about any job i always go in 
to every job, every new job I've ever had, except for one. I always went in with an open mind and a good attitude. And oh yeah, very yeah, yeah. Um, and that and that's the that's a big thing. Um, when I when I got the job that I have now, um, you know, I was I was in the passenger seat of a semi for two weeks or no a week um but the entire time i never had my cell phone out once i was paying attention and i was paying attention to shit that i don't think my trainer even realized i was paying attention to i was watching him shift i was watching his rpms i was watching his uh wheel speed because i'm like all right i'm gonna have to jump behind the wheel of this fucking big bitch, and i need to prove that i belong here because that's one thing that, you know, the company I work for, um, you know, if you don't know how to shift, if you're going to break their shit, they're going to kick you right out the fucking door. And uh, so, yeah. And he, it was kind of a little bit of an awkward moment, but he, he grabbed my hand and put it on the shifter. Yeah, it was weird. Hello. It was weird for a minute. But he put Go it on, on the shifter <laughs> and let it just fall day. right in. He's like, hey, did you feel that? I said, yeah, I felt that. This Slow is getting down. weird. This is a bad. This is a bad way to explain this, but this is exactly what happened. Anyway, but it made me a better driver. It made me understand shifting because you, you that, just you don't have to force that shit in there, which I you never hello. did. Jesus Christ! Are we talking about semis or what, what are we doing? Holy shit! <laughs> all right, all right. you got to force it in there. You know, feel right. it. Stop. So you sit in on it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I figured. <laughs> Oh yeah, vibrating. And then you know you're going too far. All right. Anyway, yeah. all right, Todd. Picture this moment. So, right. I was at Directv for how long? Eight years. Eight, yeah. And then I go to uh, the internet company Sparklight, who's the same fucking thing, <laughs> other than just like running it off the pole, and then to Hello. the house. Like it's all coax. Uh, and then I-, I have guys that are like a three year person, like trying to tell me all this shit about coax and everything and i'm just like all right i've sit here and swallow my pride as a new guy and then well this is how you have to interact with the customer all this bullshit that i'm so used to just fucking teaching yeah and i was only making fucking 16 dollars an hour doing it so not only am i getting paid a hell of a lot less than i was used to but now i have to listen to this fucking twerp teach me how to teach me how to do this yeah and i'm just like if you'd only just let me take over and i'll teach you because that's like my instincts yeah, I'll teach of how to do it too buddy yeah I, I, just, I mean you want a sound bar little <laughs> <laughs> dude you you really have to go in with an open mind <laughs> oh, yeah. anyone can buy the sound bar <laughs> it's it's but I, but I did and i allowed them you know quote unquote teach me but i wasn't like there's certain little things that I learned from him, but a lot of it was just like, this is just so fucking dumb to me because you don't know what you're talking about. I can teach you all this aspects. If you want to teach me this aspect of the job, I'm open ears. But when it became like, you're trying to tell me how to do this, but I can tell you how to do it better. It, it became very hard for me and especially making less money. Yeah, I was just like, oh, it pissed me off. 
So one thing I'm super grateful about the company I'm at right now is so you know how you got better at your job, you got more efficient, you got, I mean, you could bust out. I mean, okay, so you're hooking up internet at that point. So you're basically mm. doing one room installs. I yeah. mean, give give or take. But uh, I mean, literally you're busting jobs out in an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. not getting paid shit to do no. a job because you're so damn efficient at it. One thing I'm super grateful about the company I work for, I make twenty five or twenty seven to thirty percent gross of what the truck makes. So the more efficient so that I am, drives you. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm like pushing myself, motivating myself, and you have to motivate yourself, otherwise you're you're not going to go home with a big paycheck. You're going to go home with a mediocre paycheck. Potter. Back when DirecTV was doing Peace Rate. Peace Rate, bro. Oh, my God. How, how motivated were you to get a job done and get on to the next? Dude, my, my average was like over $30 an hour. Yeah. And then to take a pay cut to 23 oh, it pissed me off. And it didn't and matter how like, fast or slow you went. Yeah, I mean, it did you, with your efficiency and getting your bonus and shit like that. But And that was years ago. Yeah, they they tried to motivate you to do it in a different way, but at the same time, you you saw the chinks in the armor and the cracks that people took advantage of, and it pissed you off as someone who efficiently did your job and took pride in your job. Yeah, and then and then it fell apart. But That's- where you're at now, it's it's good to see the work. I mean, everyone likes to see what you do you get rewarded for and not just to go through a routine and make the same money dude you you seriously no matter what job you have you really have to motivate yourself you you have to push through True. yourself you have to you have to want to be you know the best whatever it is you can be i remember when i first started doing the job you guys or that you're doing right now potarf I remember when mm-hmm. I first started. Um, I had the the our foreman bragging to the owner about some of the pipe bends that I was making, but I mean, he just sat down and explained it, and it's all basic math. You just have to put it all together and then figure out how to bend the pipe to do what it what you want it to do. Yeah, make sure you don't love, bend it the wrong way. I love that because that's how I explained to my wife. I was like, it's just math. She's like, well, I'm not good at math. I'm like, well, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it it math. is just math, but it, but it's also in your in your mind, okay, I got I gotta bend this pipe, you know, the correct direction. Otherwise it's gonna be ass backwards. You gotta put a coupling in there and then no, well, you're just a lousy piece of shit that fucked up <laughs> hey, a piece of pipe. You look you look stupid. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but it's it's that pride aspect. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Todd, I gotta send you a video, and it's not of my nudies. Apologize for saying that to you last time. Am, am I gonna have to pay eight hundred bucks for this picture or what? No, but you might want to cross your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. You never know. Uh, but with uh, with what you said a little earlier, Todd, about you know, with your trainer and stuff, you're really paying attention, like how he shifted before you fondled your hand and whatnot <laughs> right like you know you're doing your thing it kind of, it, it instantly triggers in my brain like 
that's kind of what people should be doing on like a first date instead of on your phone right you should be paying attention like whatever <laughs> what the other person's doing you should be like hey like i'm interested in you and i want to succeed in this whatever the fuck it is like i want to pay attention to it and i want to be like okay you know they do this or they think this is funny like okay cool you should be like observing and reacting and trying to have fun and I'm- wanting to be better for them and not be like oh well my phone's so fucking interesting blah 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 you know, like well, okay, you're on your phone. You're interested on in in what other people are doing. Okay, what did your date do? How did your date end up here with you today? Yeah, if you were gonna post it on Instagram to show all your cool friends how great it went, like what would you post? That you were like glued to that motherfucker, you dumbass. Or you're like, oh hey, yeah, we're going on this. We're feeding the ducks. Oh, or what I. You well, know, I mean, okay. What's up? I mean, if you need if you need o- openers for conversation, just just ask him. You know, like, okay, where where are you from? All right, boom, you get that over with. All right, um, and, and if you have something, okay. I I always built a rapport with my customers whenever I went to their house, and you start off with conversation pieces. You know, you either so at their house, it's actually super easy. So you find something that you you know you look around their house and they're super proud of, um, whether it's taxidermy or they have a lot of pictures of their family or kids or whatever. And you just, I mean, you start off, you know, where are you where are you from, and sure. oh okay, you know, what made you come to Idaho? All right, oh hey, that's yeah, absolutely. And then and then you can you can spark off from there. But if you don't have anything in common with that, ask them another question. You know, uh, you know, what's your favorite thing about Idaho? You know, yeah. what's one crazy thing that you thought Idaho had that it doesn't? Or, I mean, there's a million different topics. Yeah, where's the weirdest place you're taking the shit? Who knows? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, lady, where's the weirdest place you, you take a pee or shit? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I always feel like we got we all got some weird places. <laughs> Maybe not the right one, but we've all got closet. some weird places. Oh, my, yeah. my, I definitely haven't gone over to my my neighbor's house and taken a shit on the porch or nothing. But ah, uh, Timbo, buddy, it's no, one in a million. That's, Sorry, you know. huh. I'm a big fan. I I, I know the backstories. I, know, I like it. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. the confidence it took. Oh yeah, as a little kid, fuck, barely shaking the bushes. My dad was remodeling a house, okay, and I asked, he, like, he, you know, he had the shitter torn out and everything. And I'm like, Dad, I, I gotta go. Like, all right, all right, give me, give me five ten minutes, motherfucker. This ain't got five ten minutes, and then we got to drive home. <laughs> Hell no. So, uh, yeah, my ass went and took a dump in the backyard, and I tried to make it look like a dog shit, so they didn't know. Oh yeah, the there ain't you no throw dogs. Some and bits around it. Like, how do you make it look like a dog? Yeah, like, well, there ain't no damn dog. dog at this remodeling house. They're doing. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, it must be yeah. one of the neighbors' dogs. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a big shit though, huh? Yeah, yeah. when you dog. flip grass on it, Dad. I, I don't. I don't hey, what is it? A mastiff? I ain't got to pick no more. But <laughs> that's a massive shit you just took. <laughs> Looks like a human turd. There's some corn in there. <laughs> Dude, I was like five, six years old at the time. Yeah, it's still big turd. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I do remember that shit though. 
Literally. Yeah. Pun it was intended. A good <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, fellas, well, hit me up to Andrew there. Big shits. Uh, big cheers. Cheers. Big, cheers, big shits. Don't quit. Coming in. JP, this is yeah. fun. Yeah, it was a good time, man. It was good catching up. Till next time.